This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, New South Wales will get a longer sentence under Paul Gallen than you'd get for shooting your girlfriend in South Africa. Salt shortage imminent in Western Sydney as the Tigers prepare to lose because of origin for the first time in years. The amazing unsackable Arvar commences his next bid for disgraceful unemployment. And we preview all the action for Round 18 of the 2016 NRL season. Quite more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 229 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. What's happening, my man? Well, it's got through uh, end of financial year, relatively unscathed. <laughs> got through got through fucking the battle of the dads, too. Like, yeah. I didn't even real, like, didn't even think about that. <laughs> the child support cup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about, like, yeah, you had, like, the taco bet with, you know, Biggest Tiger and stuff, and um, t- totally, you know, I guess it's because, you know, the Tigers are only your second team, but... <laughs> 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 totally, yeah, I mean, he certainly let you know about it, though. It was. He let a um, motherfucker know, and a couple other people did too on Twitter. It it is. He is like real dad, who needs to come back and make sure everyone remembers. Yeah, remembers him and, it was his seat. Oh, I'm your dad. I'm, I'm your dad. <laughs> Whereas stepdad just sits in his lounge room with his feet up on his couch, watching his TV, banging yeah. his ex. Yeah, <laughs> you like <Yep>. that. <laughs> well done, real dad. You're his real dad. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, go and get me a beer out of your real dad's fridge. <laughs> Well, I go and put a fucking load into your, <laughs> into your real mum. <laughs> um, welcome to all our new listeners. What a great start to your fucking journey on This Week in League. Um, and as we always say, you know, give us a shout out if you're a new listener and, you know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, give you some love and get some new followers and stuff around you as well so you can sort of become a part of, you know, this, this Twill Nation juggernaut that just can't be stopped. Um, and speaking of those t- people, Auto George, at Auto George. I just came across your podcast and gave it a crack for the first time. Talking shit and rugby league, my kind of listening top stuff. Sounds I like the cut of his gym. He sounds like exactly the sort of person Sensational that, we want, that we want around this show. Do yep. we know what his team is? We don't, but I'm, I'm sure we'll find out now. Uh, Auto George, you're part of the family now. Uh, everyone, get, throw him a follow and everything. Give him a welcome. And I know you know, we retweeted it, the, the tweet and everything like that as well back when he sent it uh, earlier in the week or late last week. So... He's probably got a couple of people feeling, you know, getting around him already, but uh, yeah. Get in there or we'll find out. Tell us who your team is. Yep. And get out there and make broad, sweeping statements of victory for your team before the game. If you put an asterisk on it, you can't be wrong. Exactly. You can't can't be wrong, man. It's a a beautiful thing. It's just the catch-all. On the eighth day, God created the asterisk. It's like, why why don't people use the asterisk even more? I mean, like, Oscar Pistorius. like, I didn't mean to shoot an asterisk. I was terrified. Asterisk. Um, Voodoo Rock on Twitter. So, a new item for you. Now, Serena is gone. Um, I, the Serena Burger, of course, he means, from KFC. IKEA Japan introduced a new hot dog to his menu, and, like, I'm printing out tonight, so the photo's not going to show up too well, but it's a, 
a very long hot dog from the look of it. The only thing <laughs> in a black bun. The only thing that's not the original colour in that photo is the mustard. Is the mustard <laughs> well, tomato sauce, I suppose? Yeah. But um, the, well, see, the, it's a contrast though too. Like that bun is like black. You know. Oh, <laughs> look it, at it. It's yeah. black. It's black because it's, yeah. it's that 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 light stuff there. That's you know, it's because the reflection is so black. Yeah. It um, look. It's like that Congo black. I I don't know what the fuck is the. Now I'm going to say the the shade. Yeah. Black food. Um, but the, is it appealing? Am I wrong? I don't know. Like, look, look. I get you know, like squid ink risotto and stuff like that. I get that. Yes. Because it's an ingredient and it tastes unusual, and it's not there for the colour per se. Like, it's just you know, it's a it thing. Looks, it looks like the bread's mouldy. Yeah. Well, no, that doesn't even look mouldy. Really, it looks really, really fucking it, old. And it's because it's so. It just look. It looks so fake because it's just. So reflect like it's shiny, it's glossy. Yeah, like yeah, Japan doesn't doesn't fucking surprise me at all. No, and like these and like those Serena burgers, they kicked off in like Asia, like something like Malaysia or somewhere at first, I think. Really, but Korea or something like that. Yeah, like that. I think that was the first place that did the black one, or it could even be fucking Japan too, for that matter, because like they they don't mind. But um, yeah, I I did. I hope they have these Serena dogs down at fucking Logan though. There's IKEA nearly about to open up the like two minutes down the road. Oh, that's so right. There is too. It's very close from the look of it. So um, yeah, fuck. Get the Serena dogs in there. I'll go down there and Mate, take I, it for a road uh, test. I replied to that one. It's the it's yeah. now the the Serena Lebron combo. Yeah, because the dog itself is black too. Yeah, is it? Yes. Okay. It's a nine inch piece of black meat. <laughs> Oh, and if there was ever a time that the, the real dad needed to be on the show to salivate, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that says that's a hot that's a hot dog that's just absolutely born from the fucking imagination of one Glenn, Bla- <laughs> the sexual imagination of and fantasies of one Glenn Blakely. <laughs> um, up hop, surely this helps his New South Wales Origin chances for next year, Jay. And it's a tweet from uh, someone saying, huge congrats to Roy Cross-Jason on leading out the North Queensland Cowboys side this weekend. Well-deserved and will go well. Oh, well. Look at that. Finally, you know, Good on him. Obviously, he's, um, you know, he's again, playing ju- around. Just to clarify, yeah. anyone but Robbie Farrer yeah. could be New South Wales number nine. Cost, but Cross-Jason's... Because <laughs> he was your champion. That, that was an example... <laughs> Of how far I would go to not have Robbie Farrar in my New South Wales origin side. Honestly, I don't know why you just didn't suggest Lockie Coot. Lockie Coot. <laughs> Let's face it. I do love me a bit of cooties. You do love, you do, you love it. Love some cooties. Uh, Tall Hayden said, uh, something's troubling me. In a time where teams are full of scumbags, are the Canberra Raiders the good guys? Well, no. I mean, you're forgetting about BJ Lua. Yeah. Um, I'm, and let's. I mean, can we? I'm just trying to think about any other ones in there. They have got rid of some of their other ones that were involved in stuff over the years, but. Was Ricky Stewart the coach of Cronulla when they had their uh, incident? Or is, no, that was way before his time, wasn't it? That was that was Matty John's era. The incident you're talking about, right? Yeah. When, but like, yeah, even no. the, even that, like, that was the only problem with that whole situation was was cheating on the missus. <laughs> like that was uh, that was an otherwise consensual situation, as far as I understand it. Okay. I mean, she. <laughs> I mean, she's the sharks. The sharks are here. I want to go swimming in to see a porridge. Fucking get, get a clag up my gills. Clearly, no. We need to need to get some uh, salination in this bitch. Um, so yeah, yeah. Look, uh, who are the good guys, really? Is there any team 
Are they like untouched by uh, scumbaggery? Oh, what about your guys the now? Panthers. The Panthers are full of absolutely fucking stand-up individuals. Except for that. Except for you know yeah, now now that now that the fucking crime lord fucking Sigiaro is not around anymore. Applying his trade of crime and eating Chinese food with criminals like a criminal. You know, when they go to public schools in disadvantaged yeah. areas, yeah. they're heroes of the community. When James Seguiaro goes out and does the same thing... Gets a feed of that China food. With adults. <laughs> you know? He's going to some safe little school where the worst thing you're going to get is a duster thrown in the fucking head. He's going to the big boys trying to get them to turn their life around. Oh, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I'm sure there are teams out there that are completely spotless, but just getting hard. No, we just established that they were, they were touched. I mean, they jettisoned their guy, which is you know to their yeah, credit. The Cowboys are forever tainted by Louis Factor. Broncos had a lumber. Well, they don't have him anymore though, so that's probably okay. But they got Darius, who was you know was a lumber. Uh, Dar- the so Cowboys, I think like, they got rid of Louis, so that's fine. Like he's gone, so. He's gone. But Broncos, yeah, they got a Lambra. Well, Darius Boyd, he was also in that situation with that chick that got a, got busted up when he was yeah. fucking tag teaming with Ben Teo or someone, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, was there a lingering suspicion about JT and Coffs Harbour with Douglas? He was he was one of the alleged participants, yeah. I believe. But see, that's that's still a dog, you know what I mean? Like, is is that? Well, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, okay. But yeah, okay. So that one there, though, we don't really, we don't really know. And I mean, I think that was because of negligent investigation rather than any any real innocence. But we'll never know, you know. Some of those things, never know. They got Packer. They got Packer now. Yeah. So yeah, that's all you need there. Yep. Wests. West have got Robbie Farrer, who's a crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and fine schnitzel dining. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I made, made some made some fucking katsu curries tonight and Newcastle? T- t- oh Newcastle all this, you know, man shakes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be untouched frankly they're untouched teams. How close are the nights? to being so desperate for sponsors that Mad Dog makes them change their theme song to my man shake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I don't think it'll come like that, but I mean, can you imagine if he got like, if they got so desperate that, or and he got so successful that they were like man shakes on, on the, like the main jersey sponsor, like front of their jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't even sell a fucking jersey. Who's going to buy a jersey with man shakes? <laughs> on the sideline, he's just chugging down this porridge just throwing up. <laughs> Well, they got a smile, and yeah, exactly. Um, Mitch Door thirteen. Which this is this is a classic example of someone who's created a tweet because they wanted to use a hashtag that they thought up and tickled their tickled their fancy. Which teams will benefit most from this buy round, and which, if any, would view it as a hindrance? Hashtag buy curious, BYE curious. <laughs> Look, I think Manly any weeks off for Manly are great because they've got injured people that need to recover, and so the more rest the better for those guys. Um, Fuck, everyone's got to buy this week anyway, really, except for a couple of teams, so... Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, look, when, when you talk about, uh, you know, St. George... Yep. ...would have loved Origin Rounds. 
Well, they profited greatly against the Storm and the Cowboys. That's it. So yep. they, they caught the Storm and the Cowboys. Yep. Um, at a, as a holistic view, and it's hard to do this with a draw yeah. year out. Yeah. But you, in a perfect world, you'd throw the most origin-affected teams together. Yeah. Uh, they tried to do that with, was it Sharks and Broncos? Uh, no. no, I don't think it was. Who was it? Dogs and Broncos? Don't know. See, at, at this time of the year, people are starting to feel pretty busted up. Injuries are starting to play their toll, so I think time off's good for anybody. You take it when you can get it. Yep. Agreed. Um, Froth Rocket 87. Teddy in for the blues. I just used a box of Kleenex. Hashtag frothing at the dick. Oh, and hashtag X Factor. Cool. Yeah. I mean, everyone's excited for Teddy, but we'll talk about that later. Everyone's excited <clears> for Teddy. I haven't seen it in a very long time such desperation from the team's fans to get one of their players into origin. Who? Tigers fans about Tedesco. Do you really think it was about getting like one of their own guys in or do you think it was about he's Mate, the best fullback option at the moment so you know, know there were lots of people out there talking about being you know the best fullback option. Yeah. But it, it was almost it was like a, a fucking Mori moment when they found out you know you're, you're the real dad, <laughs> and they were, they were that excited. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it was more just you know because you know we we, we want to win, and he's the best fullback, and we had to carry that other Gronk, and especially when you think how close the games were this series. Oh, it, <laughs> like it's Tedesco it's over Moylan at any stage of any of those games. Yeah, completely turns it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the base Chapo. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the Sharks Digi delivering the goods again. And this is obviously the case of the Sharks Digi having his Twitter app and he's logged into the wrong account at the time. He's he's not in his personal account, he or she. He's not, but they're in the, the Cronulla Sharks verified account. Um, the Dragons are absolutely shit emoji. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy watching their clueless attack and turnstile defense. They even made Manly look good. So the first thing I'd say is, well, who, who was the last team to beat you, you dumb cunt? Manly, so I mean, and you barely beat us the second time when we're at our shitters, so fucking relax there. But otherwise, I love the I love the uh, the the digis actually do get fully invested in that fucking the the hatred, their most hated team thing for their club. Yeah. Like for example, if a Manly digi started talking shit on like you know I don't know the Eels or the Storm or something yeah, like that, yeah. like you know Cronulla and the Dragons, that's the, that's the pair, you know. So it's good to see them actually t- like towing the party line. But that tweet got deleted pretty pretty quickly. Like, I remember I got notified about it, and I went to look, and I was like, huh? Couldn't see anything. Uh, and so... Lord screen grabs. Oh, screen grabs. Best invention ever. And uh, unlike Snapchat, they don't tell them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Doyle, 13, again, you know, said, is it just me, or are the first people to label players as dirty grubs the same ones always complaining about the game going soft? It's just you, actually, because I'll label people like grubs like a motherfucker. I'll, I'll like yeah. Oprah, fucking like, you're a grub, you're a grub. <laughs> This card's a grub. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm not going to play that game. Going. So, and grubbing, and this is the other thing, grubbery, grubbing shit is not the same thing a as a game going soft either. Like, I pr- can only presume that this tweet may have been precipitated by the the video footage of Gallon coming out where he, he gets DeGoyce, like, completely off the play. Like, yeah, DeGoyce yeah. passes the ball, and, like, five seconds later, Gallon's just like... Just trots past him, grabs him by the jersey, and just fucking shush car, just throws him down. He's gone to DeGuise's house after the game's finished. <laughs> Knocked on the door. He's like, <laughs> oh, good evening, sir. Oh, you, you've, you've still got your 
Jersey. <laughs> he just grabs him by the fucking by his fucking nighty collar. <laughs> Gets him by his dressing gown and just like hoink. I, I love good hard physical yeah. play. Yeah. I can't stand grubby weak shit. Yep. No. Um, because that's that's not being a hard man. Yeah, because generally speaking, it's a, you've either got the person at your mercy and doing something like like things like chicken wings and things like that, yeah. where you've got like five, you know, three of your guys holding them down, yeah. or it's like that gallon thing where he just trots over when that when the gorse is just completely fucking oblivious that there's any reason for gallon to even lay a hand on him. Next thing you know, he's getting slung, slung into the ground. You know, yeah. fuck. The difference between you know um, blindsiding a player running the ball. Yep. And taking a kicker late from yep. the other direction. Yep. One of them is a good solid hit and the player wasn't being aware. Yep. And that's on you for, you know, it's good for you shooting out and... Yeah. The other one, like if somebody's just kicked the ball and they've got one leg extended in front of them... And, and you're coming from and you're coming from like the side of their, their kicking leg when they're looking, yeah. you know, like completely the other way and hitting them in the back. Yeah. yeah that's... Yeah. That's grubby. No, I agree. Wally Frogmore... Uh, what the fuck? What was this one about? I forgot. That's right. Yeah. For those who thought I was kidding, hashtag Viva La Revolution... And he's put on a Senate voting form, like drawing an extra box on the right hand side and for, to put to a nation. Look, hilarious and everything, but sir, you, you, you're wasting your fucking, you're wasting your, your vote. That could have been the one that kept Pauline Hanson out. I mean, come on, son. I, I like to think that he then went back and said, "I've made a mistake. Can I have another ballot paper, please?" That would be the that would be the the a smart way to play it. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure. So that Senate fucking thing, though. What a fucking book. <laughs> what a phone book that was. And, you know, and I'll tell you, I mean, like, yeah, I'll be, I have my vote secret. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I didn't vote for. I, I, I numbered every fucking thing to ensure that Glenn Lazarus was last and Pauline Hanson was second last. <laughs> now, on that note, yes. we obviously have one vote. Yeah. Let, let's run in the next election. <laughs> Just on. Don't be a cunt. And uh, and also man- mandatory termination for employment for wife beaters yeah. across any industry <laughs> on that platform. And then and yeah, something. I mean, I'm sure there's something like tacos and drinking and <laughs> people. I mean, if there could be a fishing party, I'm mean, sure there could be you know like a El loco fucking <laughs> tacos getting pissed party. So yeah, yeah. Look, I, I like it. I like it a lot. And we would probably get like three or four votes, undoubtedly. Moving El loco. Yeah. Every Centrelink location in Australia. And run a Centrelink slash a loco. <laughs> that pay for the welfare by itself. Yeah, well, and this is and this is. The th- I mean, you could actually it could be like a like a bridging sort of job program, giving valuable hospitality skills to long term unemployed. Exactly. So, Spot on. look, I mean, I'm no economist, but I mean, I just think I've just solved the fucking budget deficit and everything. You want? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's your 2017 budget plan? That'll pay for that'll pay, that'll pay for that will pay if nothing else it will pay for like you know fucking gigabit fucking Ethernet straight to my house. <laughs> I don't want NBN anymore. I just basically I just I basically want like a essentially like you know one of those pan continental fucking <laughs> pipelines running straight to my house so I can like download like an episode of Game of Thrones. Like it's basically downloaded before I fucking even thought to download it. That's how fast I want me it to be. <laughs> um, where I'm dirt underscore road underscore cowboy. I said, uh, BS questions. I'm a Chicago fan. I only have degrees of hate for others. Never would have a second team. But if you did, who is it? Well, sir, I mean, I, you are new to the show this year, so I just thought we'd uh, reiterate that. 
Well, I don't know if we've actually been down that road with Jay yet, though, but I mean, um, the former former co-host of the show, Glenn, he uh, was very pro two teams, and he loved the West Tigers, and he loved the Brisbane Broncos equally. Um, myself, <laughs> second teams of... Uh, basically aids like I oh, will never yep. like I've got I've got one favourite team and then I've got fifth well no because there are degrees of t- <laughs> I mean I do hate some of these more than others I can't say they're all equal but it's like you know they're in the same ballpark anyway definitely same ballpark I I have my team and I have other players mm-hmm. that I like watching play um, but no second team and and again around around degrees of hate for other teams. Um, I've I've established that this year, that it is more so based around players as well, okay, rather than teams. You, for example, um, I was the a very very big Bronco detractor. Yep, and a lot of that came from just trolling Sam yeah. mercilessly. <laughs> uh, but now that it's only really Corey Parker and Darius that are left from the fuckwit Bronco stage. Yeah, oh, Sam Thido's there, but he he seems like a pretty funny sort of bloke. Um, and he was nice to uh, nice to my boy when we got into the uh, dressing rooms. Yeah, legitimately, we didn't just rush in there. Deka deka chi. No, I'm I'm more about the. There are players I love watching play. I love watching Graham, uh, James Graham play, for example. Yep. Um, Matt Scott as a forward. I love watching Michael Gordon play, which fucking means I'm going to have to watch and enjoy Roosters games. Next year. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, <laughs> but no, no second team. No, no second teams ever. Ever. And like, I do hate teams, and like, I don't care who's playing for them. There's just historical teams that I'll always hate, like the Melbourne Storm, for example. Even though we fucking buried that beef <laughs> emphatically in 2008, still. So. <laughs> for life. If Steve Menzies comes back and has one That's season with the Storm. He would never do that. No, no, no hypothetically. Look, he would never come back in the first place, but if he did, like what I'm saying is it is absolutely impossible. He would never come back for another club. Never. Yeah, okay. Even if they offered him $10 million for a fucking one season. We talked, this is a hypothetical. Yeah. That means that it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to happen. Storm still always hated team. Right? Yeah, fucking okay. with that shit Okay. So you. Even more so, the fact that they fucking sullied the, the legacy of the great Steve Menzies. <laughs> See, there's another reason. We're just throwing something else on the fire. Shit burns white hot, man. <laughs> for life, man. Oh, fuck, I hold grudges like Sicilians and shit. I got no Italian blood at all, but <laughs> <laughs> shit's for life, man. This jihad is for life. Um, one eyed tiger underscore this week on Charlie Gubb. You see the Charlie Gubb fucking latest? No, thing. I haven't. I'm putting, yet. The, I'm putting the sound file in this episode, but uh, his comments on Simon Mannering are, are, are just uh, tremendous. He's kind of everything that um, you know a good rugby player should be. He's a, he's a gentleman off the field, and he's just, he's just like an octopus. Eh? He sucks you <laughs> up. So. At Andy Kintz, bald Andy, he's uh, well, we're probably throwing sound files in. He's put one in and said, uh, This is the England version of uh, this week in league fan complaining about their NRL club. And I saw this one on Facebook the other week, but um, it's now he sent it to us, I'll have to put it on the show. So and he's on hashtag gold, and I'd be inclined to agree. I have watched absolute AIDS all fucking season being a Charlton fan. My fucking season has been horrible. I came here to fucking cheer myself up. And then these cunts, fucking with their fucking 50 grand a fucking week, fucking prostitute cocaine fucking limousine. Cunts! Absolute cunts! This season's been shit, and then this summer's shit! At Benny27. The description of behaviour players versus skill players is A1 champion, and so accurate too. Sent to us and you. Thank you. D. Matea. 
Hell yeah, I was actually, yeah, okay, so oh, what about these ones too? No, actually, I'll hold those ones off because they're all, uh, we'll do them in the membership shit. Um, Wally Frogmore said, who doesn't know the Matautia brother names? Prancer, Dancer, Donna, Blitz and Dash, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, and of course, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> M51 of order. Don't accept me- mediocrity. Don't be a West Tigers fan. Uh, gold from Nate. Thank you, sir. Um, this week in X Factors. Back in a, back with a fucking vengeance this week. Beer Boy 182. He's, uh, he's basically typed into a, into a document and given us a screenshot so we can get it all here. Cooper Cronk on Triple M Rush Hour last night. Papali brought us a bit of punch and X Factor. If the eloquent wordsmith who brought us every sinew in my body came together as a complete whole and it takes a small fire in your village to realise that your personal character at that moment in time is made of hay, doesn't legitimise the phrase, then I don't know what ever will. Told. Well, I, 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 Cooper Cronk, <laughs> Melbourne. I think a fuck. I mean, does <laughs> I'm prepared to turn against X Factor now because of Cooper Cronk. That's um, ringing endorsement of it. <laughs> to me, it just sounds like three things that don't make fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, at Mikey Smokes in France, it's called Factor X, pronounced Factor X. Hashtag X Factor. <laughs> and, I was, and I asked him, I said, is that, a, is that like a common thing? And he said, no, it's the first time I've heard it. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, at more so, and also uh, at Angry Stinks sent us this one with uh, an article about uh, Tedesco, and uh, the the headline or the first you know the tagline was uh, Tedesco believes he can bring an X factor to the Blues, and I like the way he's gone. Article, article, <laughs> zoom, <laughs> zoom, 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 the whole you know, zoom, zoom, zoom me, and you know it's not a tough one. <laughs> he has an excellent running game. Yep. And very quick acceleration. Th- those are his his two strongest points in attack. Why are you trying to reduce such a great pl- and, ex- and dynamic player though by trying to define the the things that makes him amazing? And, and I mean, because you just you're not you're not you're not going far enough. That's what I'm saying. You can't. It's like it's like an equation. You're, where, you're saying where X is the amazing <laughs> the amazing factor. If you are will, you, are you sitting here saying that there aren't enough ways? To describe James Tedesco as amazing, I'm not saying that at all. Why, why would Sounds I say very that? much like you say that. <laughs> that does not sound like something I would say, sir. Not at all. You but, don't uh, know me at all. <laughs> but I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> so you got to understand a situation. It's like <laughs> they're like behaviour words and skill words. <laughs> and at the moment, <laughs> we're trolling on X Factor for the behaviour words. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> at Aussie Chuck Bravo Nick Xenophon's team has been dubbed X Factor <laughs> clearly not enough ABC journos listen to Twill Nation or clearly too many do you choose Freak09 has an episode passed without Jay mentioning how good Lockie Coot is no. surely Ron's illegitimate son has the hashtag no. X Factor it's already happened <laughs> before that tweet was read out in this show <laughs> loves me some cooties <laughs> This week in Luke Dawn, uh, before we get the boys back on for the week, we had the little, we had at Terry Twill, you know, talking shit about, you know, the you know, seven degrees and how it's all oh, so fucking cold where he is. Um, Special K Online has taken up the, the battle against him and said, uh, my winter is colder than your winter. Congrats, you live in a shittier part of the world. Move. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, and it feels good to be back with this week in Luke Dorn. Yes, and we start on Thursday night where Huddersfield were 22 points to 12 winners over Hull FC. It was a surprise result as the lowly Giants overcame the table-topping black and whites. Hull-bound Jake Connor treated his future employers to a vision of what's to come, putting in a man-of-the-match display. A resurgent and remarkably fit at this point of the season, Sam Rapira was another of the big performers for the home side. Friday night saw Hull KR and Warrington draw 16 points apiece. Despite being down to 12 men, Plucky KR were able to hold on, uh, hold the Wolves to a 16-0 draw over in East Hull this week. Parramatta's one that got away, Kenny Seo, weighing in for the Robins in a result that does neither side any favours at either end of the table. At the same time, a heavy dose of dawn porn was delivered by the greatest Aussie of all time, with two tries and assist and big meters from our hero, Luke Dawn. Um, it wasn't enough, though, uh, as errors, penalties uh, saw Cass shoot themselves in the foot. Salford's Gareth O'Brien was the game breaker of a long range penalty goal, saw the final score 22 points to 18 in favour of the Red Devils. Catalan Dragons celebrated a decade of Super League this week. Hosting Wigan is never easy and the Warriors were quick to take a lead which they held throughout. Uh, future Gold Coast Titans 19th man Dan Sargenson bagged a try for Wigan and he was ably supported by impressive youngsters Oliver Gildar and Ryan Sutton. Catalan's plethora of ex-NRL talent simply failed to deliver on this occasion and whilst the Warriors struggled to halt the fat touchy at times in the first half it says a lot that despite making 47 tackles Glenn Stewart looked off the pace with the same being true for Todd Carney, Pat Richards and at times Justin Horrow uh, On Sunday we move to Leeds 22, Witness 23 The Rhinos' fate is sealed There can be no heroics and no repeat of last year's glory days as they will be battling out in the qualifiers to avoid relegation from Super League don't worry, guys. We'll explain what that means to all you Aussies in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Safe to say, though, that last year's treble winning premiers are shite now and Joe Mellor's drop goal gave the Vikings a home and away double over Leeds. And the final game of the weekend saw points galore at Bellevue as Saints got an away win over Wakefield Trinity. Saints forwards laid an impressive, an impressive platform for Johnny Lomax to bag a couple of tries, but despite amassing 44 points, it will be the 32 they can see including a Jacob Miller hat-trick um, that will leave them worrying and suggests that they've got things to fix up if they want to make the top four. So where does that leave things in the ladder? Hull FC are joined on 30 points at the top by Wigan Warriors, with Warrington and Catalan making up the top four at the moment. Um, the Salford Red Devils have their points deduction appeal hearing this week we will find out if they will stay in the bottom four Leeds Rhinos as we say are already condemned to the middle eight qualifiers Huddersfield Hull KR and Salford could all join them by next weekend now with the memberships uh, as you know the shows have been here for ages today the uh, stubby coolers and stickers arrived literally within a couple of hours of each other so that's it's amazing they actually arrived on the same day so one more piece of the puzzle remains and once that arrives they are bagged up I think I might actually bag them up now get, get a head start on them uh, and uh, yeah once the once the uh, the wristband things arrive then they are out of here so um, did, you, did you tell them that the stubby coolers actually had an asterisk on them and the stubby qualities is a piece of paper with instructions to put your stubby outside. <laughs> or you just like just wrap this around <laughs> around beverage of choice. 
<laughs> they do have the asterisk on them, though. They've got the undefeated asterisk. Um, now, last week we put it out to you guys about should we make some more scarves, you know, be they ref's fault scarves or otherwise. Um, should the ref's fault one remain exclusive to members, etc. So we got back a couple of opinions on that. Uh, Devon had said, scarves should be member exclusive. Fuck the Gronks that didn't jump in last year. And I, 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 you know, I, I get that. I get that. Uh, Wally Frogmore, I don't even use club scarves, but I take the twill one to games. Uh, Di Matea, hell yeah, I'd get a scarf. I would get a membership, but there aren't enough X's on your shirts for me to fit. <laughs> Hashtag I love food. <laughs> um, we can go. We got five X. Got some. Got some special five X ones made this year um, for for staunch members. Uh, Mario Siegs, if non-members want to pay for the scarf, how does it hurt me? As a member, I have no objections. Uh, Caleb Shanks, I asked a little while ago too, so yes, I'd be interested in a rest fault scarf. So. It's basically the spread that I expected to get. Um, so, I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. And uh, once, once we do, we'll put it out there and you guys can uh, make a decision whether you want to do it. Um, oh, sorry. Voodoo Rock said, I'd get a scarf but change the colours to keep the member exclusive. So, that's another way to do it. Um, yeah. Astronaut's got no issue with a re-release of member scarves. The more scarves, the better. So, there you go. A couple of opinions out there. Seems probably 70-30, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we can always just do, like, you know, reverse them out or do something to to keep those member ones exclusive so uh we'll put our heads together anyway and uh come with a plan News, okay, um, Origin Week, there's a lot of fucking, you know, Wade Graham dreams and, you know, Tedesco this and whatever stories, and so, yeah, we tend to avoid those, so, um, instead, uh, just picked out a couple of discussion point stories, uh, that, that came out. Also, we're on a bit of a deadline tonight, too, we actually do have to, to do a reasonably quick show, because you've got to be back for a conference call, um, fun, before, fun. before you turn to a fucking pumpkin. That's um it. Queensland reportedly in line to host a long-awaited NRL Grand Final as Sydney's major stadium undergoes renovations. Uh, according to News Corp, Suncorp could play host to the Premiership Decider in 2019. The Queensland government has been fighting for hosting rights since last year's All-Queensland Grand Final reignited the debate. Tourism and Major Events Minister Kate Jones stood outside Suncorp Stadium in April um, in front of the Wally Wanker statue to pledge the government's desire, but not any of its money yet for the showcase event. <laughs> The government is in talks with the NRL to bring the grand final north when the 83,500 seat ANZ Stadium undergoes renovations expected to be in 2019-20, but with the construction timeline that has not yet been announced. Um, on Monday, News Corp reported that uh, Suncorp was all but certain to host the 2019 decider, citing a preference from within NRL headquarters, despite expected competition from Melbourne, Auckland and even Perth. The match was reportedly contingent on the government putting up a competitive bid with promises such as an upgrade to the stadium's sound system, big screens and an addition to, of Wi-Fi mentioned. Ms Jones said the government was very keen to host an NRL grand final, saying Tourism and Events Queensland would lead the negotiations. Once we know what grand finals are available, we would be in a position to negotiate for the events. We know a grand final would bring up the 40,000 league fans to Queensland and inject more than $30 million into our economy. It'll bring 40,000 league fans, so only 15,000 Queenslanders are going to attend the game. Is that really? Okay. Cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That- no El Loco, so they need to probably get some get some fucking assurances from the government that they'd put an El Loco in reasonable, you know, like certainly no further away than like West End. Fuck, I hope they upgrade the security cameras at Alhambra. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
it looked uh, better yeah. than Perth and better than Melbourne and better than uh, New Zealand. Be- better than Perth, Melbourne, and New Zealand. Um, Although I like I like grand final. I like the grand final weekend being a trip though. So like yeah, you know, on true. one hand it's kind of like you know that's true. You know, I'll just um, get a hotel in the city. <laughs> weekend, <laughs> going to the grand final <laughs> in Sydney. <laughs> oh, sensational. Um, look, from a realistic standpoint, I, I don't think there would be much of an issue selling tickets based on the amount of tickets in a grand final that go to uh, a corporate um, institutions mm-hmm. and companies. Uh, Radio stations and companies for competitions. I think it'd be a problem having too few tickets. That's um, the problem. Yeah, because um, they could do like ten thousand to each of the clubs, yep. you know, or like you know, it's seven thousand, like a chunk to each yep. of the clubs. So that's that right there. When you take that, those say you say even if it's five, you know, that means you're giving twenty percent of yeah. tickets to to fans and, of the clubs involved. And let's be frank, the cost of grand final tickets these days, it's not your blue collar working class family that's taking mum, dad, and three kids. To the grand yeah, it's, final, it's not too bad though. If you're sitting like the, actually where I prefer to sit, which is like around like you know the goalposts on either end with the with the fans of your team or you know yeah, the yeah. fan base you selected to sit with, like that's actually the best atmosphere. But the, and, um, the but majority that like about eighty bucks. The majority so. of the seats aren't yeah. aren't uber cheap. Yeah, um, Queensland don't have a problem getting that many people to a an Origin match. Or although Telstra was emailing me offering me fucking cheap two for ones before the last Origin oh, really? game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, and and the fact of the matter is, they're not saying we're going to bring it to Queensland because Queensland's better or because more people will go or whatever. It's because the stadium's undergoing construction. Yep. So I don't have much of a problem with it. The only proviso I would like to see is, hang on, when is it? Potentially 2019. Yeah, uh, would that work? If it works time-wise, I would love a proviso on there. Um, saying that if. Pauline Hanson holds a Senate seat in the state. There won't be a grand final in Queensland. <laughs> Suck that, you redneck. Yeah. Oh, mate, if, if, yeah, I mean, I'll delete that fucking Todd Greenberg song off YouTube if, <laughs> if, if that happened. That's a, that, um, would, that would be redemption for you, Todd. Yeah, but from a from a realistic point of view, if the stadium in New South Wales is going going under uh, under reconstruction, then the next viable option seems to be Suncorp. They should probably should make an assertion that Queensland should um, have to pay back like the flood levy stuff as well. That would yeah, that would be phenomenal. Well, that that was um, that was a similar government that cancelled our disaster insurance. Yeah. Um, to the one that's saying, yes, please give us the grand final. <laughs> oh, we won't, we won't give you any money. We won't pay for any of it. Yeah. But but give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that well, it'll, it'll bring forty thousand people in. What are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to fucking double the capacity of Suncorp somehow? Yeah. There's going to be like level fourteen seats now instead of like level seven, which are fucking rafters as it is. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can do. It was like that fucking G twenty thing that was supposed yeah. to bring all this money to the hospitality sector and, and all of yeah, this. Hospitality shit. did their ass in G twenty because yeah. they shut down the entire exactly. CBD. So, um. <laughs> Yeah. Again, you know, um, plenty of plenty of the the blatchy style people come up here for for Origin. Yep. Um, I just see the the one thing there'll be a lot of tears because so many people are going to miss out on tickets. It's just the way it is. Thirty thousand less people. Life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's well, annoying. What would you prefer? Having the grand final at a fucking suburban ground in Sydney that fits thirty? Well, no. But I mean, you know, you could go down to like you know and do like. I don't know, like, you even go old school and go to like, SCG or... Yeah. Go to, I mean, like, 
What is the SCG hopped? I fucked one. But I mean, there seems to be so much room there where you could do something on like an attempt bait. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, for like a, an event specific thing. I mean, like a Suncorp. What this is like fifty four or fifty five or something. Absolute max when they sell standing room only tickets yeah. on the concourses there. So, uh, fuck. Well, even the SFS is like you know what forty. Is it forty? Okay. So it's not yeah. it's not that you know. But what about like you know MCG or something? I mean, you fit hundred down there. Mm. Look, look at it the same way you look at a a team. My belief is that if your halfback's unavailable, yep. then you should bring in another halfback. Yep. If a rugby league stadium's not available, take it to the next best rugby league stadium. Yep. Being Suncorp. Yeah, Suncorp's a better stadium. It's just uh. They might. I just, I just fear that they might like do it with Origin tickets and jack the prices way up because of the, you know there's you know a significant percent less. They need to get the same amount yeah. of money over less tickets. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, Greenberg maths. Yeah, exactly. Um, now um, your mate, um, Rabbitoh Centre, <laughs> Kirisom Avar. Fuck. His God. career could be over after he's recorded a second strike under the NRL's illicit drugs policy. The Rabbitohs are considering tearing up the contracts of Arvar and teammate Paul Carter. I mean, that guy, he's a self-destructive fucking <laughs> cunt as well. I mean, he, already, he, he he had his Titans career ripped up. Yeah. Resurfaced at South and, you know, fuck, idiot. Um, so, just weeks after Corey Norman was charged over possession of MDMA uh, and muscle relaxants at the Star Casino, it's understood Arvar recorded the second incursion of his career under the NRL's illicit drugs policy. Has, has anyone thought that those blokes were actually planning to roofie and violate Smooth Corey? It's, it's possible, because he wasn't holding them, was he? Well, if, if, they've well, got, was he? if they've got Molly and muscle relaxants, it's <laughs> a deadly combo. Mate, that's why he's Smooth Corey. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so relaxed. Um, the contravention is believed to be the result of irregularities presented during routine testing at the club. Avar did not return a positive test for an illicit or hazardous substance, but still faces the prospect of a 12-match 12, 12 ban. He has until 4 p.m. today, Wednesday, that is, to lodge an appeal, but they chose not to do so. Yep. So, Avar and Carter were stood down indefinitely after allegedly reporting for training under the influence of alcohol. Uh, Carter's due to front the board on July 12th after being issued with a show cause notice, having already been sacked by the Gold Coast, as I said. Uh, Carter was warned he was on his last chance after signing a new deal with Souths. Avar's already had a checkered career, having copped a nine-month suspension for domestic violence offences. Um, blah, 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 we know all that shit. And the latest drama may be career-ending. So, Rabideau said that... Uh, They'll be following a process in conjunction with the NRL, RLPA and the player regarding possible sanctions, rehabilitation and support. This will be discussed at a football club board meeting next week. Under the NRL's illicit drug policy, uh, the second contravention will serve a 12-match ban, face the prospect of contract termination and further treatment and monitoring. If a third is recorded, offenders are referred to the NRL CEO or COO who are tasked with determining an appropriate sanction. So the incidents could result in both players being sacked to send a strong message to their teammates about the uh, standards expected there, especially in the aftermath of uh, Dylan Walker and and Gray yeah. last season as well. Man. Q, Q auto response. Yep. How fucked up is it that it takes a drugs-related offence, being the second one, yep. for his career to potentially be over? Yeah, Exactly, um, and that's and, I'm, and no doubt about it, that's the first thought that everyone listens to this show had. Should have should have ended after what the scummy cunt did the first time. Um, what I'm curious on, and I, I started to trawl through through the paperwork, but didn't get all the way through it, is what exactly irregularities mean. Yeah, well, they turned up pissed at the at training, but I want to know what the other thing. Yeah, what that so second the, the mysterious thing is the, yeah. that he's given two samples and they show irregularities. Is that saying that? 
they're saying that maybe his samples didn't come from him. Oh, that's, um, yeah, could it could be anything? Does he have, you know, did he have one too many poppy seed muffins? <laughs> Is he going through menopause? <laughs> um, I would really respect the South Sydney club if they took a zero tolerance stance to that. Yep. And stamped it out. Yep. Uh, because A, I don't believe any player is bigger than the game. And I don't believe any player is bigger than your jersey. Yep. And I believe that because cunts like this keep getting second and third and fourth and fifth chances, it's why poor young fucking players have to resort to reality TV to try and get a spot in an NRL team. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed, agreed. And hopefully this is the end. And like, you know, I don't, I don't, don't feel bad at all. <laughs> like, yeah, wishing fucking career termination on someone because I mean, fuck, like you said, shouldn't have been there anyway. Yeah. Shouldn't have been there to do a second offence. Again, not not saying that he should never have a job again. And he no, should always no, no, be no, not at all. No. Um, but again, playing professional sport is a privilege. Is a privilege, and if you don't respect that privilege, um, I've seen people lose jobs for for far less than that mm-hmm. out in the real world. Exactly. And the last thing, this just this just came past our Twitter feed as you were sitting here just before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Back page of the Courier Mail that you'll be reading this morning if you're in Queensland and you buy shit newspapers. And you can read. And you can read. One of your heads can read. <laughs> <laughs> the back page, the sport. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure who... Uh, who wrote the story now here? Uh, I think I think it's going to be Travis. I think it's going to be Travis Mean, whatever his name is. If you don't know, uh, non-Queensland Tool Nation members, the Courier Mail is part of the same newspaper family as the Daily Telegraph. Mm-hmm. Just to put that in perspective, it's basically toilet paper, except you know it's zero ply toilet paper. <laughs> you would never use it, but it's not you know it's not really good for much else. You know, maybe for propping up your uh, your kitty litter or something. Yeah, but um. We'll remember after the second origin, Josh McGuire did a tweet about something about how the winners, you know, have parties and the losers have meetings. Yep. And then the Broncos immediately turned around and lost their next game heavily. And so he got... One or two people asked him how his meeting was. Yeah, and maybe he said, look, you've got a meeting coming up, or, you know, something to that, of that nature. And and he, he responded by locking his account and blocking pretty much all in sundry. You know what? I, I, and I'm sure there were more of them. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that I'm leaving them out. Yep. But the first one that I saw that tweeted at him, like directly at him, yep. was Chapo. <laughs> Who else? And, <laughs> and did not hold back. No, not at all. In uh, As he's wont to do. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Like I said, locked his account. Locked. He, he started off blocking people, and then after a very short period of time, like I'm talking a day maybe he uh, put his account on private yeah and so that that's that's an ultimate bitch move if you're going to use if you're going to be you know gob yeah. off on if you're going to gob off on the internet you can't you can't do that you know it's absolutely bitch move and you can't say anything ever again now and one thing is that it, that, that tagline says that he's ready to cop the abuse from yes, blue which leads us to the, the tagline of the story it's a full page uh, or most you know of a back page with him with his arms crossed looking tough cunt and it's, uh, Josh is ready to weather the Twitter storm from antisocial blues on page 61. And then it's got hashtag bring it on, hashtag you twits, hashtag you locked your fucking account, hashtag you punk ass bitch. And this is this is the thing that journos don't seem to be getting on this. There were just as many Queenslanders who were fans of the teams that <laughs> pumped the Broncos yeah. that were giving him shit. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
it, it wasn't a blues thing. It is a cross-state. It was a hypocrite thing. Wanker hatred move. Yep. That people just called him out on his bullshit. Exactly. And uh, man, and, and you can't then you, you when you lock your account, like blocking people's fine. Like I'm totally cool with that. You block people if they annoy you, fucking yep. you know, great. Life's too short. That's it. But yeah, locking your entire account down is an ultimate bitch move that says that you're just taking that you, you you can't take accountability for your own bants, and you can't get on the back page of a fucking newspaper <sighs> shaping up like you're a fucking bouncer at the Alhambra bar. Exactly. Like, you know, you know I'll fucking you, I'll have you all. If you are a, a public figure or a sports figure, yep. Then you want to have your verified Twitter account? Yep. Then that's fine. Don't look at your mentions if it's a problem. Exactly. You don't have to. And if you want an account to talk to people on, make up one that has nothing to do with your name. Mm-hmm. Put a fucking picture that's not you on there. Yep. And tell all your, your actual real world friends, mm-hmm. hey, this is my Twitter if you want to talk to me on Twitter. Yep. yep. And just make sure they don't go, hey, Josh McGuire. You know, Good game, mate. And oh. people are like, oh, game? What? What game? Who's this? And then they oh. start thinking, oh, his cat's name is, you know. Oh, so that's why it's Fifi. Yes. <laughs> great journalism yet again. Uh, yeah, and uh, great journalism. Yeah, Travis, Travis mean tremendous. I mean, I, I would have been very disappointed if I had me my buddy uh, Chris Gary because he's generally as as far as far as Korean male guys go, he is head and shoulders above. Like he, he keeps it pretty real and doesn't get involved in like the trolling News Limited like troll yeah. headline sort of thing. And uh, so I'm glad to not see his name attached to that one. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And uh, just a feature of the old uh, League Live that I had to bring up this week. And um, <clears throat> they run post-match people's player polls at the end of matches. So um, PPPPs. The, the, the PPPs, the triple Ps, if you will. And um, they run them after the matches. So um, if you haven't seen them, get in there and have a look. Because then, you know, get in there and vote on them. Because, look, you could really skew the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they love, they love stats. And they're starting to get into the spirit of the trolling thing. So why can't, why can't Blake Ashford be the man of the match? Why can't, he, why can't he win multiple awards after every game? Spot on. Jeff Robson, if he lands somewhere... Why can't he be the fucking greatest player of the year? Just Charlie Gubb, every Warriors game. Charlie Gubb all day. It makes me sad that Scott Minto was not living in the social media to, to, age. To be the supreme beneficiary of our combined like forces. Living, playing. Living, you know, when they're, when they're not playing, they're pretty much dead. Oh, well, you know, how, I mean, surely, I mean, if he, if he had the ability to do everything he did over in Egypt, then I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably unearthed the, the secret to eternal life. While over there, saving the world and the pyramids. He's just sitting in a cave somewhere with a cup of life. Wait, Wayne, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I, I did love um, Sportsmate came out, and they're fucking quick on the reply on Twitter as well, yep. around the stats. Um, there were some questions around the... Well, the biggest, the biggest tiger, he tweeted him and said, Boys, Sam Burgess is looking at 50 losses today. Which player has played in the most losses? And then he's going, hashtag this week in losses. <laughs> and Sportsmate have replied and said, uh, It's NRL journeyman Scott Prince with 166 losses and a losing rate of 55%. Hashtag this week in losses. Hashtag uh, good stats. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that hashtag there that's the fucking one that put it over the top for me because that's showing that, that's attention to detail and I love it now one thing that all Tigers fans can be uh, looking for this year your man Robbie Farrar is not too far behind Scott Prince in the losing statistics mm-hmm. so every game that he plays he needs to win pretty much for the rest of his career to not become the NRL's biggest loser. Which is going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a struggle. And if that happens, we will video tracking him down <laughs> and presenting him <laughs> with a cold schnitzel in a box and a candle in it. Spray-painted gold, though. Like, it's like a trophy sort <laughs> of scenario. Given the golden schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> For being the NRL's biggest loser. And I'm, I'm like Scotty Prince won a premiership in that. <laughs> so I, it, it's abs- I mean, admittedly, it was one of those like um, you know, like like Parramatta '09, except they won. Yeah, it was like one of those yeah, things where yeah, they yeah. they were garbage and then they came out. You know, they had a massive role and carried it all the way. Fortuitous run. Yeah. Um, yep. But man, I was I was actually surprised to see that that was that, that was the uh, the. I thought it would have been someone like fuck. I don't know. Like there are teams that have been perpetually shit house. Yeah, you know, like perpetually shit house, and I mean, we joke about Tigers and decline that, but there are years when they were <laughs> they were content, like they, you know, two thousand ten, eleven, yeah. like yeah, they yeah. were they were up there those years. So those were, you know, admittedly, you know, their Scotty Prince, sans Scotty Prince years, <laughs> which is probably the point. Um, but um, but yeah. you know, if, if you're curious about a stat, mm-hmm. jump on Twitter, get in touch with the sportsmate guys. Don't all fucking bombard them with stupid things they're not going to know. Like, no, do it. They'll love it. But uh, you know, like, you know, how, how many, how many times are make it something quantifiable? Yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't ask them about stupid man buns and shit because obviously yeah. they're not tracking those. That, exactly. those make it something they're tracking. I mean, like, don't fuck them. You know, like, they got work to do as well. You know, like, if you want an update for the app? Don't, <laughs> don't yeah, don't bother them too hard. If I ever get a job at sports, mate. <laughs> Need to be in charge of the uh, man bun quantifying division. I watch just get that video. I'm, and, I, and I sit here, I'm monitoring every hair, haircut on uh, all of the, uh, the top twenty-five of each club, and uh, <laughs> so I can uh, do an article if one of them do happen to get into first grade that week. <laughs> um, but they definitely don't sit in their fucking ivory tower of stats. No, they get down amongst the people. They're men of the people. Exactly, we love them. Get onto it now. Um, just a, a quick clarification. Last week I spoke about some graphs that I said were absolutely amazing, uh, and I did forget to mention the person that typed up the graphs. Well, you didn't, didn't forget. You forgot who did it. Yeah, okay. At the time, you, did didn't, you didn't forget to mention. You forgot at the time you were saying like yeah. you forgot. Yeah, but um, but they were sensational graphs. Uh, and Mitch D ninety on Twitter, love your graphs. Well done. Good stats. <sighs> Stats. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And yeah, like Jay said, don't forget at Sportsmate. Uh, send him a tweet. Uh, let's yeah. <laughs> I think we almost should just. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like rustle them, but like <laughs> it would be good to think of like, some quantifiable, obscure thing that you can somehow send him on a mission to rustle up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I want to see. Uh, now. 
The um, round 17, of course, has come and gone and uh, panned out as follows on uh, Thursday Night Football. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 24 to feed the Roosters 20. And the uh, Doggies had uh, tries to Curtis Rona, double to Brett Morris, uh, Josh Jackson, also tries up by four of four conversions, defeating the Roosters 20 with double to Daniel Tupo and uh, Latrell Mitchell also with a try. Uh, and we had our SST one of two conversions, Jackson Hastings with a conversion. Also, he got a penalty goal and SST also with a penalty goal. Kickers everywhere. Take it away. Yeah, it's a um, fuck. This game seems like a long time ago. Fucking long. Just well, it's almost, <laughs> a, week, say, almost a, a almost a week ago. Seems like it was almost a week ago. <laughs> um, the, the to the credit, the Roosters actually looked to be um, in control for for most of this game. It was weird. At at any time, they looked like they were gonna go and run away with it, but but they just yep. they just had a, a real problem finishing off the the dogs are definitely. Struggling in the halves. Yep. You know, they're, they're dominant in most other aspects of the field. But just over the last, I'd say, four weeks, um, Mbai's fucking gone into his shell like a Blakely in winter. And uh, and, and Reynolds has, has never had a fantastic kicking game. He's, yep. he's more of a running half. Uh, but again, this week, when they, when they came good, it was off the back of T-Rex and Big Sam. So at least those guys have, have stood up and, and shown that they can be leaders in the club with their actions. Um, but they're, they're still they're still not going to re-sign him though. Old T Rex. That's confirmed. <laughs> I don't, I don't, as far as I know, they're not going to re-sign yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Um, inter- I'm not sure that there would be too many clubs as long as the the money was was right. Yeah. That wouldn't be happy to have him. Um, as as long as it's it's fairly clear that he's on a, a one year deal. Yeah. I think T Rex on a one year deals. Problem is the problem is you just don't you, you just never know what you're gonna get with him. Oh yeah, definitely. But if he's on that one year deal, it's a better way to, to, oh, if to, to lessen if, your risk. If he's if he's constantly playing... yeah, but the thing is if he's playing for a contract this year, he's not exactly fucking tearing shit up. He's had two good games probably all season. So mm. uh, like uh, in theory it's it would be great to to get him into a mindset where he's always playing for a new deal <laughs> with zero job security <laughs> but even that's not working but uh, it, it was a fairly sloppy game all round you know both the teams completed under uh, 80% and kicking was was the roosters difference it would have only put them two points behind and then who knows what that would have done to the dogs mentally yeah uh, not not having the lead but uh, the the dogs have have done the up down up down up down all year. Yep. They've had a couple of good games in a row, but if this was their down week, they uh, they should be up for a big one this week. Still getting away with two points anyway. Yep. Wally Frogmore, Pierce finally found that his charm on dogs didn't result the way it did before. Ash <laughs> to the pound or pound town. Uh, Mario Seags, if New South Wales are bored of the hash Redemptison story. The redempt Pierce juggernaut certainly looked the goods tonight. Yeah, but they didn't pick him, did they? Mm. GT351 underscore John's ugly, and we played average for most of the game, yet we won, and the Chooks lost. Sucked in, dog-bothering Pierce, and sticky finger Fergo. Can always count on GT. Yeah. Come in and grok it up. Friday night football. Home game for the Broncos. Home night <laughs> for the Broncos. Melbourne Storm 48 to feed the Broncos 6 in front of 44,500 people at Suncorp. And uh, Storm tries to Proctor Morgan. Uh, Hat-trick to Gunigugu Vunivalu. Chase Blair with a double and uh, Cora Betty also tries. Cameron Smith, 8 of 8 conversions. Defeating the Broncos, 6 to tries to James Roberts and a conversion to Corey Parker. Yeah, the first half of this game, it started in a very, very similar fashion to the, the West Tigers game they played last week. Uh, yep. the, the Storm just looked 
was sort of that half step off, a little bit disjointed, and the the Broncos, I'd say, got into their rhythm a little bit earlier. Um, but and then that stopped. <laughs> then that stopped, and and the Storm were just like a tap again. Yep. They they put on you know three or four tries in very quick succession. It was it was just a, a points of palooza. Yep. And Racing the clock. Then the Broncos came back through Roberts, and that was the moment when okay, this happened last week, and the Broncos are, are probably a better quality side. Um, yeah, I didn't feel, I didn't get that at all. They were the just Tigers. Getting, they were just getting absolutely fucking pumped. <laughs> I mean, that, that oh, try, yeah. I, didn't, I never I never felt like but oh the, here we go they could turn it but around. The way here. the storm just slowed down yeah. last week in the second half. Yep, yep. Um, that that lead was definitely definitely claw backable for the Broncos. Um, but, but not the Broncos of of uh, June slash July two thousand sixteen, and especially the the Broncos with with the players out at a position that they had with not even before the game. So losing Oates yep. was always going to hurt them. Um, and Gunigugu and Korobiti just absolutely tore those guys up on the edges. Yep. You know, the, the try that, that Korobiti scored where, where he plucked the ball right out of Nicarima's hand was a, a really yep. good analogy of that whole game. Korobiti was doing it at 100 miles an hour full strength, yep. full force. Yep. And Nicarim was out of position, didn't look comfortable and and just didn't didn't uh, have the minerals to get it done. Lynn Shields, a storm of Rodgering the Broncos. Still nothing to compare to the Manly Ringer Seagulls Rodgering the Storm 2008, 40-0. <laughs> get it in there, the Blue Steelers. Now, I fucking hate Melbourne, but at least they contributed to the betterment of the human race tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars. I fucking love the Broncos. We've been very blessed for so many years. Even when we suffer, it's honestly not that bad versus other clubs. That's really like... It was almost defeatist. Like, it was, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's accepting like the end or something. Your text messages tell a different story, my friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should read some of those out. Uh, Cruzy06, uh, hashtag got nothing. Hash meetings for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday afternoon, the Warriors 27 defeat the Titans 18 at Mount Smart, just touched over 15,000 in attendance. The Warriors 27 came from tries to Blakey Ashford, uh, Lola Hayer, Sean Johnson, Bodine Thompson, um, Isaac Luke, three or four conversions, a couple of penalty goals, and Sean Johnson with the field goal. The Titans 18 came from tries to Josh Hoffman, Nene McDonald, and Cameron Cullen. Tyron Roberts, two of three conversions, and a penalty goal. Sean Johnson. He, uh... He's one of those players that, that I really love watching play. Yep. But he frustrates the fuck out of me. It, it's you, you know what he's capable of, and you know what he can do to opposition defences. Yep. And it's not like you expect him to score a try on every single play. It, it's not it sounds that like it sounds, that. it sounds like you do. But... It sounds like you do, though. You know, the 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 solo try that he scored where he he looked like the uber-talented under-9s kid yep. and ran through a thousand people and, and didn't need any support and put the ball down himself. Um, again, I know I say this a lot, but I'd, I would love to see what he's capable of under a top-tier coach. I would love to see that. I, I'm really starting to, to get that. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think he'll ever leave the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think he will either. And, and I don't think the Warriors are going to attract a, a top-tier coach anytime soon. But uh, in terms of, of this game, it it just goes to show that that if he's on song, 
um, he's one of those players that the defenses fear and and respect enough that he's going to cause trouble every time he handles the ball. Uh, I I would like to see the Warriors build some options away from him. Yeah. Uh, it it's going to get to that stage like the Cowboys were um, for a lot of years that everyone knew that if you could just shut down JT, you could shut down the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. And it's only been after they had some some viable options outside of him that uh, that they've started to come good. But the next level, you know, yeah. next year they they should hopefully hopefully get RTS back, um, and and that gives them a little bit more punch. But for the Titans, we are back to recorded Titans reviews. Yep. <laughs> Did better than you would expect it. But unfortunately, didn't get enough to get the job done. I got a tweet about that as well. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, look, I don't know how many uh, Dally M points Ryan James got out of that one. No, he's probably scuttled his fucking beard the week <laughs> after we talking about him. He just fucked himself. After everyone's gone and punted on him for <laughs> that I dare say that was the turning point of the game. <laughs> Eddie NZ, uh, with my own two eyes, I score Aishman and Hoffman score length of the field tries. Is this what LSD is like? Am I tripping balls? Uh, at Occupied Duckburg. Okay, Mup. The Titans did much better against this opposition than everyone thought they would, but they didn't do enough to close out the match. <laughs> D. Mateo, very hard to cheer for someone when you've been calling them a shit cunt all season. Good try, Aishman, you didn't drop it. <laughs> Uh, and fantasy underscore NRL CEO um, Jay is going to be having a fit looking at Lawton's hair today and uh, I've got a picture to remind you in case you've forgotten a nice big picture of his hair so there you go that's a kind of like a urban samurai sort of it's not a bun but it's it's, it's like, like it's like a, a man that bun. undercuts shaved it's like a manorai man bun fucked a rat's tail or something it's horrible <laughs> Yeah, and then put on the armour and fucking pledge fealty to its lord and then yeah. become a samurai. It looks like what Tom Cruise did in that movie where he was one of the last samurais. Yeah, exactly. What was that movie called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not the proper samurai one. It's the, the white guy ripoff. That just reminds me of um, on the Chappelle show when, um, when Paul Moody did that. Uh, oh, fucking, what did he call the segment? But it was the one where he was like... I can't remember if it was one where he was like sort of the Nostradamus sort of thing, like telling the future. Or, but he was talking about, <laughs> like, I think he was, I think it was one where he was trying to pretend he was looking into the future. And Paul Mooney said something like, um, so after after like you know, Daniel Day Lewis is you know, the last of the Mohicans and Tom Cruise is the last is, is, is the last samurai. Uh, Tom Hanks is going to do a movie called the, the Last Never on Earth. <laughs> something to that, something to that effect. But uh, I have to find YouTube for that one actually. Um, moving right along. Saturday, Saturday afternoon, the West Tigers 34 defeated the Penrith Panthers 26, Jay. Ten and a half thousand people there in Ainsden Stadium. They filled that fucker up. Um, the Tigers, double to Simona. City of Manifigal, I got to try. Nofaluma, Rankin, Robbie Farry himself. <laughs> Moses, four of six conversions and a penalty goal. Panthers, their 26 came from tries to Mansour, Fisher-Harris, Mirren, and Yo. Nathan Cleary, 4-4 four four conversions and a penalty goal. Well. West Tigers did nothing to win this game. Nothing they did actually got them the win. Oh, yeah. None of their players did anything spectacular. Oh, this is the angle we're going, is it? None of their players. <laughs> none of their players did anything remarkable. Okay. The only thing that West Tigers had to do to win that game was be the team that played Penrith that week. <laughs> but you sort of built it like, you know, you you, you built a lead. Oh, it, a reasonable one too at that. It, well, th- there needed to be 
a reality check in Penrith after the last couple oh, of weeks? Because you've been under, because you've been undefeated all season, soaring. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, around defence. Okay. Around defence. There's a lot of young guys out there who are very, very skilled attacking players, and we've won games based on some you know, highlight real worthy stuff. Yep. Definitely some highlight real worthy stuff. Uh, but there's been a lack of appreciation for defence. So, you know, um, in in all in all realism, I thought that West Tigers played a a very very smart game of football. Um, that obviously studied Penrith and how they play very very well, probably better than any other team we've come up against this year. That was evident by the amount of fucking intercepts they had on us. <laughs> they certainly watched. They, they, they Brycey Cartwright played himself out of a development jersey. <laughs> fucking development. Don't get me fucking started on development jerseys. Fucking good on Penrith for pulling him out of Origin camp and giving him the finger too. Yeah, well that, that's that's face saving. He was dropped from being development player because they're like, holy fuck. I mean, there's development, <laughs> and there's like fucking tearing a building down and building the car up from scratch again. We um, we ain't we ain't about that. Yeah, it's game three. It's one game. He, now this, this is the other beef I've got. Why the fuck are they playing him at six? He he's not yeah. a number six um, through lack of viable options. But we we had absolutely no respect for the football at all. We completed it under seventy percent for that yep. game, and that is absolutely woeful. It was self-destructive because when you start to play that throw it around, throw it around style of football, yeah, against another team who is equally as yep. skilled in that aspect, yep. You know, you, you throw that shit around a team like Canterbury, then and you're okay, yeah. Then okay, you fuck it up and move on, bit of defence, and and they'll just roll forward a bit. You do it against the West Tigers, and they're going to score length of the field tries on you every fucking time. Um, so Tedesco proved why um, he's the the second choice for New South Wales after Lockie Coote. Um, but uh, you know, very very well done to the West Tigers. Fucking Penrith better do nothing but defensive training for the next week. And uh, playing like that, even against an Origin riddled Cronulla, I don't hold much hope. Jeez. Where's the, where's the the real the dad? Edge, op- where, where's the real dad optimism? I'm on the fucking edge. You're on the edge of becoming an AFL fan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. No, um, I'm not on the edge of that. But yeah, the um, edge of a prolapsed anus. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, I, I didn't even have roids in this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there that was, was a saving grace. Once they started going, I mean, there was like, yeah. there, I mean, the lead was yeah far greater than <laughs> my little headgear wearing roid popped out and had a look at the score and went fuck not this week <laughs> back in well, see you <laughs> see you after the winner <laughs> uh, at White Pie this Tigers Panthers game is like your real dad turning up to give your stepdad a lesson and showing your stepdad he lacks X Factor yeah <laughs> that, that's this far from yeah. saying I bet you won't read this tweet out on the show yeah yeah and, and when people do that that's just, like just completely yeah, there's nothing in that tweet. There's plenty, though, for me to read to you. <laughs> M51 of order. Does a thumping of a second team get wiped away with an okay win of the first team? <laughs> I don't know. Glenn's not sitting here to ask that one. Cruzy06. You know real dads win over stepdads every time. Hash bros before step hoes. Uh, actually, your dad's not your bro, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, and... Uh, 
I don't know what sort of weird fucked up family dynamic. That hashtag have. only makes sense in Tasmania, quite frankly. If if your brother's fucking your mother, and your dad's your bro, well, then you know obviously you have some sort of weird mm. bond slash disciplinarian, fucking strange daddy issues thing going on. I think it goes beyond daddy issues. <laughs> if you're saying that your mother's fucking your brother, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, no. <laughs> Mick the Perm, our X Factor tonight was being shit. He's right. Finally, we're there. And Glenn, had to get one from Glenn in there. <laughs> Look, when all is said and done, old dad just has that X Factor that new dad just can't match. It takes substance, not suits. Substance. So yeah. instead of actually coming out with anything intelligent to say, you fucking crawled out of your snow-encrusted flower garden up in Toowoomba. <laughs> <laughs> to come in and throw in a bullshit phrase that means nothing without being able to come up with anything original yourself. Don't, you're looking at me like I'm speaking for Glenn or something. Well, well <laughs> who speaks for real dad? <sighs> Twill Nation. You. <laughs> a small portion of Twill Nation. <laughs> uh, where are we? The uh, Sharkies. 34, defeat the Eels, 24, at Reclaim Australia Stadium, a crowd of just under 20,000 in attendance, Sharkies, 34, a double to Fecky, a double to Latelli, a double to Beal, Maloney, 4 of 6 conversions and a penalty goal, the Eels, 24, came from a hat-trick to Bevan French, Danny Wicks also got over the line, and uh, Gordon, 4 of 4 conversions. Yeah, if you... If you they dared the dream for a bit. Well, if you hadn't read a newspaper or seen the internet or been living in a cave or yep. somewhere else you would be forgiven for turning this game on and thinking that the Eels were just continuing the, the way they started the year albeit with a few players out Yep, they they had the the same intensity they started the season with they they came out they were hitting hard they, they were getting up in defence um, but the the Sharks as as touch and go as it was there in, in a couple of places for them Yep. Um, just just show that they they were a, a much better polished unit and could keep their heads together yep. when things got tough. Um, it, it's a couple of games, though, where I've said that it's good that the Sharks could win ugly. Yeah. They need to get out of that habit of winning ugly now. They know they can do it, and they can pull that out when it comes to finals time and they get into those real struggles. Yep. Uh, but there's a lot to be said for that psychological advantage yeah. that you have being the number one team. Yep. Um, the Broncos had that at the beginning of the year and they've blown it. Yep. The Cowboys definitely have it. And the Sharks have it at the moment too. Too many more performances where, where uh, you know, bottom eight teams are, are coming back at them in a big way and they're only just scraping through. And that'll that'll damage that uh, that armour out there. Um, the, the Sharks look like a team that have have grown together. Like you talk about Melbourne. Yep. Um, and, and Melbourne are a good example. The the majority of Melbourne are, are behavioural-based players. They all know exactly what to do, when to do it, go out there and just execute this, this specific thing. And if everybody executes this specific thing, As then a the group whole, whole moves, machine yeah. moves forward. Yep. Um, the Sharks looks like a, a group that have very quickly become used to each other. And I don't know what it is about... Much like the Matty Johns era team. Where those guys became used to each other, <laughs> mostly by by standing in a, in a room, masturbating. Once you've had an erection next to another man, 
the dynamic changes and <laughs> the relationship is, is forged. Once you've seen another man's helmet in your peripheral vision... Or you, just to front and centre. Like. Then you know where he is on the field in relation to you. It's like, it's your, a, it's like your Eskimo brother radar. It's like a... It's like, it's like a lifelong bond forged, forged in turgid flesh. Um, but... No, they, they, they look like they're, they're playing instinctively together. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and I think that's one of the, the big reasons for their success. All right. Um, where are we? The, uh, of course, Slippy underscore Eel. Do I get a bag of dicks or do I have to send a bag of dicks? <laughs> Hashtag so many dicks. <laughs> no, so you received the bag of dicks. It's actually kind of like a consolation prize. Mm. Um, Voodoo Rock. Fuck it. Not even angry anymore. Our club is a mess, but the team is still having a dig each week. Can't ask for more than that. Mm. Sexy underscore Bethany 97. Semi came back from Fiji just in time for some bags of dicks. And uh, Mitch Doyle 13. We didn't really talk about Semi, did we? But, um, he got arrested. Yeah, yeah he arrested. He's uh, pled not guilty. Got some charges. Not guilty. I didn't want to go through the whole... Because f- yeah. when you start you start repeating yourself every week and you start talking about yeah. the Semi shit, it's going to resolve itself one way or the other and no doubt we'll report upon yeah. you know, what the outcome is. And, yeah. yeah. For, just for all of those fuckers that want to go out there about the innocent un- until proven guilty thing. Yeah. That actually started off, you know, in ancient societies where the penalty for most shit was death. Or at the <laughs> very least, having your hands chopped off. Yeah, but it's still the way it is, though. <laughs> it's the way it is, the way it is. Yeah, but what it actually refers to is that the burden of proof is on the accuser. It's not yeah. saying that everyone should believe he didn't do it. No, no, but everyone shouldn't pass judgment until they, until they, uh, you know, establish no, the facts of the situation. That's what, what it is. No, what it means is that the courts cannot pass judgment until they've established the fact. <laughs> That's very, very, very different. <laughs> yeah, but very what I'm different. saying is, you can have it's all a the good way to, it's in a, the world. Yeah, what I'm saying is, you can have your opinion, but I mean, yeah, it's a good way to be, right? Because I would rather be be too late to fucking bury somebody <laughs> than to be out there, you know, like front and centre yeah, and look again. like an absolute fucking goose there's, when the facts of the matter come to there, light. There's the philosophical question. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred people. Yeah. One of them's innocent. Would you send a hundred of them to jail, including that one innocent person, to make sure that no criminal was unpunished? Or would you let 90 of them go to jail knowing that you've let free the one innocent person and nine criminals? <laughs> That's actually completely irrelevant to the no. situation, and not only that, it's a really fucking weird, <laughs> weird example. I mean, like, you, like, the the way your, your story, the way it should go, is: Do you send all in the jail so you know for a fact you got the the guilty person out of the hundred, or do you let them all free? No, 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 no there's so, one innocent person, not one guilty. Oh, okay, so okay, so yeah. do you send all of them to jail and know that one innocent person's gone to jail? Yeah, I could live with that. Actually, that's ninety-nine versus one. <laughs> that's, that's, probably, that's a rational transaction. There you go. That's um, <laughs> look, I I like to have a little bit of faith in our policing system. Uh, in that, in these cases, they don't go off half cocked in uh, in too many cases. Oh, there's there's yeah there there's a lot of stories out in this one. I don't know if you've seen too many of the the. I don't want to go so far as to say facts yet, mm. but I mean there have been statements made by people, you know, various people, not directly involved, but people around it who would be, you know, appraised of the situation. Yeah. 
I just wonder. I'm very keen to see how this one come, how this yeah, one resolves itself because the it's it, there seems to be some interesting things being stated at the moment. Mm. So, and obviously it's going to be caught, and we're going to hear all this shit anyway. Yep. So we'll get to it then. Um, where off? So whose fucking tweet was this? Sorry, mate. Mitch Dwell 13. We went way off topic then. <laughs> Bevan French has ensured he'll have his pick of clubs after the Parra Eels inevitably dissolve and or are forced to merge. Good young talent, isn't he? Fast as fuck. Got some speed, that young lad. Yeah. I'd take him. Then the old, the usual, you know, manly take <laughs> We'll send you some old, old broken down fucking degenerates. <laughs> and yeah, we'll take some, take some good youngsters out. Oh, I'm very happy to do I that. I don't know. You, before you do that, when your current form, you need to uh, pick a couple of Penrith players to take before you start looking at Parramatta. Well, hopefully, yeah, we'll send some of these degenerate Penrith players out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Appy's starting. He's, we'll, we'll get to this. He's starting to come around, though. Yeah. But um, the Canberra Raiders, 29, to be the Newcastle Knights, 25. Down in Canberra, crowd of just over 9,500, and fuck me dead. The Raiders, 29, tries to Techno Viking, Jack White, and double to Croker, Jordan Rapana, critically. Um, After we coming have, back on. Oh, Caesar, a conversion. Croker with three. Austin with a field goal. The Knights, they're 25. Sione Mataudia, Corbin Sims, Jake Mamo, and Peter Mataudia. Oh, actually, I forgot Peter's actually made a Utah. Peter made a Utah. Mm. Is that like the involved form of Matt Utah? <laughs> I just remember on the radio, like, you would hear commentators like the same game <laughs> like, playing against each other when he was playing with the Dragons, and you're like. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, Hodkinson, three, four conversions and a penalty goal, and also he got the field goal. So obviously his. Hooker was providing adequate service. <laughs> Just saying. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, look for for Newcastle fans. Obviously, no no sane Newcastle fan thought they were going to come and and set the world on fire or or be actual contenders this year. But all sane rugby league fans though <laughs> would have thought of the lead they had <laughs> that they were going to finally. Yeah, look, a, a team's not going to go from from zero. To, to beating a top eight side, especially one that have been playing like Canberra overnight. Yeah. Um, if they were playing a, a second last or a third last, maybe they would have kept that win. Um, but from Newcastle's point of view, all you can hope for is that there is some improvement week on week and that they take the positive things out of the game and, and try and build on those. Yeah, I feel like they're in such a delicate state. That was one that I think mentally, I think they really fucking needed it. Oh, dear God. And I think, and, and especially it. when they got into that, they needed it anyway. Yeah. But then when they get into the position they were in, then they def- I think it's going to be so detrimental to them the mentally. That's the job of Nathan Brown. Yeah. Is to get them to accept what they did and and need to work on as opposed to what they did watch 75 minutes of the game carry forward. the video session you that's know, all Nathan Brown with his massive amounts of success as a player um, his <laughs> teams that lived up to their potential every single year he should be all over it he's the man for the job <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, and the end of that game was some of the most Amazing shit. I mean, we got into our usual golden point. Um, you know, crap field goal. Yeah, yeah. field goal on. You know, shit. Well, I mean, you know, shit goal a thon. Mm. And and at that point, once it got to golden point, I think that um, K- 
Canberra were always going to win the game. Yes. But to predict the way... like They got themselves into field goal position a couple of times, whereas the Knights never quite got themselves into that position where, yeah. they, were, where they had a really proper good shot at it, you know? And um, Knights had a couple of shots that they... Sorry, the, the Raiders had a couple of shots that they squandered. Yep. But then for the ending with a fucking squandered field goal from Blake Austin, uh, field goal attempt from Blake Austin, and then it just faded to the right and Rapana to chase it hard get the crazy bounce back into the, towards him to jump up leap grab it put and then manage to put the ball down before the dead you ball know, line there is that saying you make your own luck well you know what and chase the fucking ball I mean like yeah. there was there was a couple of nights around there but none of them were particular you know they were clearly hoping it rolled dead that's to it. get the seven tackle set yep. but maybe play what's in front of you dude and you know and that's the thing <sighs> you know after after 80 four minutes or whatever it was yep I know you fucked yep I know you got nothing left in the tank yep and I know that 99 times out of 100 that ball's going just gonna go in a random roll yep or uh or just go over the dead ball one bounce yep. over yep but that fucking one time it doesn't and just be heartbreaking the guy. heartbreaking just be the guy um you know the stats are pretty even for this game the the possession was almost dead even or, or dead even um depending on on your source um Completion was pretty good for both teams. It it was probably just a, a little bit of experience on the side of the, the Raiders. You know, Blake Austin, yep. back to his defence-ripping, destroying domination. In, back to his, maybe if Adam Reynolds is injured, select him as best. Yeah, if, if only there was a representative team that needed a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck me. Um, obviously, his Icelandic brethren doing well. Yep, yep. Picked him. Yep. And he got through, good. but... Um, How good is that Iceland shit, though? In the fucking... In the, you see the reception they got when they... With the fucking Viking fucking no. clap thing? Oh, man, it's terrific. Yeah? Terrific. Nice. Um, but, yeah, what, what the fuck else does Blake Austin have to do? Like, you know... Probably get enough. a better fucking hairstyle. I mean, yeah. he's a fucking disgrace of a human, really. Like, <laughs> the way he presents himself. Maybe if he tied himself up a bit for the cameras... That's the only thing I can imagine. No, 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 not at all. I, I think you know. Again, if you if he's playing like he's playing, then he's he's not a fucking Mitch Rain. He's he's not a Debellend. No, he's not constantly fucking things. But um, you could, you could be forgiven for saying that. Okay, in his position, he was not one of the the top two form players at the moment. Yep. So we didn't select him for state of origin. Yep. He didn't fit the coach's game plan to get a bench spot. Yep. Uh, even as a utility. So we didn't pick him for Origin, but in a side with injuries, well, take the injuries out of it. The fact that they are picking people like Bird and in game one Walker, yeah, as utility role players, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Exactly, um, and and even the news today, like I I am a massive Matt Moylan fan, yeah, and love everything that he brings to my club. But I have no fucking clue on God's green earth why he has been pulled back into that state of origin team. Young Darren Lockyer in no. the halves. He's making his move. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, even Gus came out on Twitter earlier yeah. and said, no, he's not a number six. Yeah. So why why the person who runs the fucking club he plays yeah, for... that's cold, Gus. Maybe you shouldn't say that shit in public. You can fuck a kid's mind up doing that. <laughs> fuck it, even the boss doesn't think I'm up to this shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, um, oh, I think yeah. you'd be used to Gus, Gus having a bit of real talk if you're around him. 
Yeah, but it's generally real talk, you know, coded in in such a way that, you know, it benefits his business interests and things like that, you know what I mean? Look, I, I think what Gus was saying from that tweet was, no, he's a fullback. Yeah. You know, he, he not saying that he couldn't playing the Hearts, but saying no, he's a, he's a he's a fullback. They should yeah. pick a number six. And Gus, Gus with you know massive origin coaching success and experience, and and you know the powerful role at Penrith, and, and Moylan sitting there in his blue jersey in the lead up to the game, where he can hear the you know the the fucking pre-match entertainment firing yeah. up, and he's sitting there last thoughts before the match going through his head. And he's like, fuck, the big guy doesn't think I'm up to this. What the fuck am I going to do? If he's got any fucking minerals, he'll say, well, I'll get out there and prove him wrong. Yeah, I don't know. More more doesn't take me as that guy. Otherwise, I'll end up like Jamie playing for the London Broncos. (laughs) And then Gus comes out and goes, well, what a fucking selfless human he is. He's one of the most amazing legends of Penrith history. What a god of Penrith he is. Even though he's probably the one that's like, you've got to get rid of this guy. You've got to get this motherfucker to England somehow. (laughs) If you don't do it, Griffin, by fucking Christ, I (laughs) will. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. I just caught Jay's hemorrhoids. That'll happen when down 22 nil to the Spooners and have to call it back one wobbly kick at a time. Red Bull Raiders. Bullet dodged. Yes. Adrian underscore Maitland. The Raiders win by the skin of a bee's dick. What ointment does Jay recommend for my pulsating sphincter hemorrhage? Deep heat. I recommend deep heat. Deep heat. That's like a, that's like a penance thing. That's like a self... <laughs> whipping yourself. Right, that's what you do being a Penrith fan. Yeah. You stick the deep heat on your sphincter, and then your mantra is, can only get better, can only get better, can only get better, until the pain subsides. Do you, default, do you then eat like, you know, like a bunch of like fucking like... Yeah, like habaneros and salsa and shit as well. So you're just damaging yourself from inside and out. <laughs> I t- dip my Tim Tams in ghost chilli sauce. <laughs> my scotch fingers. Oh, fucking hell. <coughs> Tall Hayden. I heard that on the way to the ground, the hitchhiker told Blake Austin to fake a field goal chip for a partner in extra time. Smart, smart hitchhiker. Mr. Palmer Teacher, lesson one. If you have a lead, you have to keep it. No using the inexperienced player excuse from the Knights. It's harsh, but he's a Knights fan. He's right. And I've had to include this tweet from Cavernous Hope. Tweeted this well into the game, probably 10 minutes from the end, maybe. (laughs) I'm on the phone to the mayor of the Shire to see if I can purchase some bags of dicks to distribute. (laughs) Hashtag one in a row. Yeah. Not quite. Oh, you went off a little bit early. Rookie mistake. North Queensland Cowboys 20 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs a nil at Barlow Park. A crowd of just a hair under 15,000 uh, in attendance. Uh, the Cowboys tries to JT, Matty Scott and uh, Javid Bowen. Thurston, two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals and the Rabbitohs sweet fuck all or nothing. The Souths are getting very close to having their own Titan-esque pre-recorded review. Which basically says... They're fucked this year. <laughs> the end, the Burgesses are shades of what they used to be. At most parts of the game, South looked to be dominant in the middle third of the field, but unfortunately couldn't find a way to build any continued pressure or turn that into points. And that pretty much sums up this one. The you know, South, their forward pack knows what to do. Their, their forward yep. pack gets up and, and they play with a lot of intensity and a lot of effort, but there's just... No option for them to turn that into points. Yep. Um, you know, you even look at when they when they almost came back on Penrith last week, their their creative options were for for Burgess to have have running running from from ten meter out. Yep. Crash balls, but um, the the Cowboys showed again 
um, that that scary thing that there's still that Jonathan Thurston that that can control everything. This was the Thurston like like back in the days when he had no options. This is yeah, like Thurston does everything. Yeah, like, and fucking hell. And it, you know, he's he still got you know players like Coot around him to to default to when he needs to. Yeah. When he really needed to in this game. But with no Morgan around, he was just right. It's just like, fuck everybody. Like, yeah. yeah, here we go. Get yeah. on my back, boys. We're going for a ride. It's like like in Terminator when <laughs> yeah. Arnie just walks through the, the hail of fucking bullets shooting people <laughs> one by one. Yeah. Just, um, and, and really, again, I think psychologically puts them up with the Sharks as, as one of the top two teams to beat. Yep. It now seems to be a two-horse race. For, for who people consider the Storm are there or thereabouts but their their recent games against West didn't help them much um, yeah but then they came out and absolutely fucking destroyed the fucking Broncos they Forget, did they, 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 were, they were tired after Origin the guys got a proper t- decent turnaround and then they came out and showed what happened when well rested oh, yeah. but you again I mean? that that's probably taken a, a little bit of the sting out of that win by the fact that the Broncos are in a, a little bit of a decline at the yeah. moment but the Broncos also had had just a few origin excuses. Yeah. And in fact, the thing that we didn't mention about that Broncos game is that McCulloch was back and I was like, oh yeah, he'll fucking sort him out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Um, now, didn't get any tweets about this game. And my theory, my working theory on this is that I think that that Canberra game fucking killed Twitter. Like everyone was just like... They just jizz basically, and just they were all spent, and they were just like they had they basically you know, fell asleep after that, fell asleep after that one, and that's fine. Um, Monday night foot bitch, the mighty Manly Seagulls thirty six defeated the St George Illawarra Dragons six at Brookvale Oval. Shit crowd under ten grand there, but the Seagulls thirty six tries to the greeniest. Nathan Green, <laughs> double to Dylan Walker, double to George Tafua, Jamie Bure and Braden William also with tries. Uh, line, three of six conversions uh, and a penalty goal. Defeating Dragons, six. Josh Dugan with a try and with, it, with the conversion. Mate, I'll default to you on this one. <laughs> I was uh, knee-deep in reports for most this game, of this game. It's fucking it's jizz-tastic. It's almost like when shit just clicks... And it just clicked, and um, the dragon started very, very well. Like their first minute was fucking. It was like, oh fuck, here we go again. But that's as good as it got for the dragons all night. And then Manly basically they 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 controlled possession. They completed a fuckload of sets. They started dominating field position without a hell of a lot of reward. And then the tries started coming. And when the tries started coming, then you know then more tries started coming, and so on and so on. And um, and it just basically it it just went from there. Those fucking. Great try. The the thing I like the best best about this game was we got to see the future coming to life with Tommy Turbo at fullback and the way that he was working up the middle with his brother as well, like with the offloads and shit um, up the middle. But then he also was chipping in on the left-hand side of the field in attack, like, you know, went 20 mm-hmm. minutes out, like Brett Stewart would. He uh, he put uh, Tafur in for a great try with a, a great cutout ball from, you know, like, you know, 20-meter cutout pass. And also Tafur... Pleasingly, he's got his confidence back as well. He was running it back like a beast again, and that pass that he did take—I mean, it was a great—it was—it was a great pass uh, from from uh, Tommy Turbo. But by the time it got out to the wing, you know where he was, it was—it was like a foot off the ground too. So it had to be—it had to be a really good take to to, to uh, scoop it up and, and get in for the try. So, so you're saying Toddy Turbo throws passes like he runs? Everyone thinks it's really fast and great. 
Well, it's actually got no strength or power behind it. When he's actually on, when he considering he's actually gonna, he's deferring ankle surgery until the end of the season so he can keep playing. Uh, there was a, a an intercept or a break from Khalifa Fafalor, who was away. <laughs> it was one of those ones where the guy's never going to get caught until, of course, he got mowed down by Tommy Turbo, who was like one of the last starters and and got him. So uh, he dispelled all that uh, that bullshit. So um, from from a Manly fan's point of view, yes, if Brett Stewart is fit. For the balance of the year, yep. Where do you play him, or do you do you have him in your starting side? No. Unless unless there's unless they get to the bottom of what's the, you know what's the problem because clearly I don't think it's I don't think it's physical I think it's mental. Is he, he's just sad. I think I think he's just got the, he's just got you know he's just might have caught some of that depression that's going around. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's, it's that time of year. He's he's definitely not right though. So I think you know I'm I'm happy for him to have have time off and if he and if he can come back. And actually play the way that we, you know, like if 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 he's mentally there and like and just physically competes like the way we know, then he'll be fine. Is that is and that the right thing for him though? Like if it is that thing of he's got no friends at the club anymore because all his mates are either retired members of the Eels training staff, <laughs> or, um, is taking him out of that environment and removing him further the solution to getting him back in full form. I don't know. I mean it's a results driven business. You've got to win fucking games, right? I mean you can't I mean you can't just carry someone you can't carry someone who's who's yep. out of form. Yep. For you know, and like I mean like I love the dude and he and like he's his you know legacy is amazing. And it's actually, you know, if he has to sit out a couple of a couple of games so he doesn't fucking completely destroy his legacy then Great. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather remember him as the as the genius player and and not the dude that somehow was an automatic selection for like you know the last half of the of, of his last season and you know and played absolutely shit and everyone could see that you know that he shouldn't have been there yeah. considering time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, it is unfortunate that if he is having one of those prima donna moments that he doesn't have the clout he once had. Like seasons past, Manly were a shadow of themselves when he wasn't playing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, if he's Oh look, you know I'm not happy, and I want this, this, this. They'll be like, "Well, yeah, sorry, al- mate, we've got." It almost felt like there was here. like a message delivered to from like the the young, like you know, like DCE, Dylan Walker, Bura, the Turbos, um, Matty Parcell wasn't there, obviously, but Appy, he seems to be like one of those kind of guys as well. And they seen it's, it was actually a real good glim- glimpse into the future. Jamie Bura fucking length of the field try made yeah. a break ten meters out, and they they were starting to close in on him at the end. But I mean, this is. He's a forward man, like I, like I, the field try. I did see that um, when I looked at the the highlights. Josh Dugan's defensive effort on that try. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Just brushed. <laughs> like, he, he just like he yeah, missed him. Yeah, he was just out, he was just out. Yeah. He just sort of stopped and fell over and yeah. And that was and that was really pleasing to see like Bure, obviously he's had terrible run of injuries and so it's yeah. great to see him get back and score like an amazing try that. But the thing when he when he bounced up after scoring the try and he's like, you know, like, you know, banging on the logo on his chest and everything like that, I fucking love seeing that shit. I, I fucking so love it. So you go so far as to say that these new breed are uh, Barrett's boys? Well no, because none of them none of them really really were the turbo's already there. Cherry was already there, Bure was already there. Oh, they're Barrett's boys the, only, now. the only one that was Barrett's boy was was Parcel? I mean, he was signed, sealed, and, and delivered before then as well. Appy, but see, Appy, what happens with Appy? Parcel comes back. Where's Appy go? Oh, number six or seven? Can't be number six because Jamie Lyon dominated in this game. Incredible fucking play. Yeah, but he's retired. You're talking the about looking is, to the future. Yeah, Lyon's gone. Well, now next year, Appy can do something. Like. But I think they're buying. I think they've got Blake Green. I think they're buying Blake Green for oh, really? Melbourne or something for five eighth. Yeah, I okay. think. But, I but um, that's that's the that's the scuttlebutt. But um, and the other thing, Willie Arm, 
putting on fucking hits like he's Steve Matai. If he wants to be Matai, if he wants to be Matai Jr., and if and if Lane cunts out with shoulder charges and stuff, if that's what gets him into the game, then I'm fucking all for it because he was good. <laughs> and, and he doubled his amount of lifetime NRL wins nice. on Monday night. So congratulations, sir. I mean, you know, you, you're somewhat, I'm sure percentage-wise, you're somewhat less a curse than you were the week before. So, and yeah, but if, he's, if he wants to start laying cunts out... All, all for it, uh, and you know, because whatever gets. And Nathan Green, that guy, like, <laughs> it was funny. He plays against his old club. He's he's done two good things for us all season, and it was the, this game, and also he did a, a, a chip and chase <laughs> or a grubber and chase for, yeah. for us to beat the Broncos in 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 the last second at the nines at the start of the season. So, look, it's it's always good to see a player so, fuck their own their old club. It's George, over. where do they go from here? Down the shit, <laughs> <laughs> fucking useless cunts. The, the, the commentators said this on the time. At the, the time, they were like, I don't, I, I, I don't know about you, but I never looked at the dragons and thought, wow, they're in, they're a fucking side on the up. They're going really well at the moment. Yeah. Oh, we said on the show, like we clearly acknowledged they were fortunate to get the storm when they did. Yep. They were fortunate to get the cowboys when they did. Yep. Both at home, both in Origin, you know, players off and week, or tired weeks, heavily depleted, heavily depleted weeks. And then they they put the uh, uh, a beating on um, the Knights. It's the fucking Knights. Yep. That form line, it it might say win win win, but it's not like yeah. And the commentators are like, wow. Well, I mean, obviously the form line wasn't you know wasn't you know there's all these factors and obviously it wasn't as convincing as we thought. I, I, did anyone really think that they were like fucking decent? Yeah. And it was like, oh, manly stunned the fucking. But if, if you look at at a lot of teams down the bottom. Um, you know, or, or teams that have come through rebuilding, they've built around a select number of players. Yeah. Where did the Dragons go from here? Because, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still the same as last year. It's just Widdop and what? And Dugan, but he's kind of out there, so... Has it been confirmed that they've re-signed Bench? They're not, though. I don't think they are, are okay. they? Or he's testing him, so they're, they're not... They're, oh, I'm not sure what the situation is, but are they not giving him the money he wants and he's going to, you know, test his, test his work? But I'm, I, I read something saying that... Um, that the Dragons are trying to make overtures to Trent Hodkinson to poach him out of Newcastle. Benji testing his value on the open market would, should... <laughs> Pack of Skittles. He should be more nervous than Magic Johnson testing for AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Although Magic Johnson testing for AIDS, I mean, that dude, Jesus, he proved his magic, didn't he? I believe he's, um, I believe he's test, he tests clear now. He's, oh. he's cured? I don't know if he's cured, but he, he tested like no like no trace of the of the virus. Nice, nice. Did you <laughs> see the South Park episode? I'm not sure if I did. No, they, 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 they had a cure for AIDS. Okay, and it was just chopped up money, <laughs> and that's why Magic Johnson's still alive. <laughs> he was in his house every day, like, just eating money, <laughs> putting cash into his Ninja Blender, and then injecting it straight into. His Damn that show! Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So. so yeah. yeah Widdop's a. He's had a steady decline. He's fuck. He's a great player. He's just got no. He's he's like Thurston in the worst days. Like he's 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 not. I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Thurston. He's not. However, he seems to have far many far many more errors in his game than a than a Thurston or so. Yeah, but he's trying to. It's because he's got to do everything. Yeah. Because Benji's out there fucking throwing balls over the sideline. And, and one thing, like, I've been very hard on Barrett, but it, whether it was him or whoever fucking coached the side for this game, did very fucking smart play. Like, Benji, the way they defended the against the Dragons, you would have... Widdett would always play more direct. Mm-hmm. And so the right-hand side of the field 
would accommodate that yeah. and they would rush up on him and put pressure on him and, and that's why he made some mistakes because they would fucking storm storm yeah. on him you know but then on the left hand side Benji would just you know he'd do his thing just like kept drifting so they just keep sliding sliding yeah, away yeah. to the sideline for him yeah. and so it was actually really like, and it was effective and it was that was actually a, an example of good coaching so I will give credit for that um, nice work Trenty Wally Frogmore you know, Saints got beaten but not delete my account beaten <laughs> sexy underscore Bethany 97 I guess you guys deserve the inaugural Nathan Green Cup in honour of the greatest player to play for either club the one that got away for you Dragons Jimpanzee 15 great win undefeated asterisk run starts now first on the agenda is to get the July premiership then the grand final on a blood buzz Luke Burgess 2 from 2 in the NRL this season that's a 100% win rate according to my team of researchers <laughs> hashtag put your stats out and uh, Luke, Luke Burgess I, I, and the guys like Lussick and that as well I, all the forwards I think got over 100 metres I was like wow. Lussick actually looked like a fucking player which I haven't seen since, I haven't said that since 2011 so <laughs> it's just weird I'm really conflicted about it actually MJ Eagle 23 Manly's last win was versus Newcastle that featured Tarek Sims and after a 7 game losing streak it ended tonight versus the Dragons featuring Tarek Sims or it could be <laughs> That the Cowboys gave you your diving curse, and then the Cowboys ended your diving curse. Or it could just be like the Cowboys were, you know, that that was the that was a sign of the form the form turning around. And there's a little little sign in Penrith, a better sign than in the Cowboys, and then bam, it came together. Matty McP25, I might check out this AFL thing I keep hearing about. <laughs> Previews, Origin quickly coming up. Uh, the team I've got here is obviously not the team that's going to take the field because there's been a change in the last 24 hours. Adam Reynolds gone. Moylan potentially in at seven. Uh, or they might bring Bird into the Mo- halves. And Moylan, Moylan has been a utility sort of. The, yeah, he's yeah. been brought into the team. Yep. It hasn't been confirmed where he'll play. Yep. Uh, but it's going to be him or Bird in the halves. Yeah. With uh, Maloney. So, and then the other one, I guess, is, uh, yeah, more utility. How are you going? Fuck me. Look, I'm very pleased very pleased to see Tedesco finally get his chance. It's a shame it's in a dead rubber and everything. And so you know, there's a different dynamic to a dead rubber as well. Hopefully the dynamic is though that he just fucking explodes in Queensland when the blowtorch is applied, they're kind of like you know, I mean they've won the series. The desire to dig at the deepest moments is not, you know, gonna be as strong you would uh, think. Um I don't think so with this Queensland team. It's, but it's not it's not life or death though. No, it's, it's, and that and that thought is all that that thought doesn't matter how much you try to not think it. The thought it's exists. not life or death, but the, this Queensland team plays for their jersey, and they'd have enough motivation in ruining Paul Gallon's day. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, in you know, really coming in, there's this new breed of New South Welshman coming through. Yep, they'd really want to stop their authority and fuck these kids in the head very early on. Uh, so I thought they can get Moylan out of there anyway. I, as long as I don't break him, just fucking be gentle. Um, I, I really psychologically destroy him for origin purposes, but somehow keep the little club spark alive. I I think that Laurie Sheens, yeah, has take, taken with one hand as he's given with the other. You know, he's made the smart move and put the attacking brilliance of Tedesco. In brought Graham one. in, who should have been in there last time. Yeah, he's brought Graham in. Frizzleman Nizzle's in there in the starting lineup now. Uh, Snoop Frizzle's in. But it all goes to naught if there's not some actual fucking coaching going on. Yep. As in, geez, 
Over these two games, we've scored on almost identical plays. I wonder if we analyse Queensland's defence, whether we've seen a weakness there and if we can exploit that further. Yep. Um, you know, bringing a non-experienced half, which will only put more pressure on Maloney, yep. uh, and especially in Origin, which is such a positional game, not having a recognised dominant kicking game, yep. uh, I think would be very, very dangerous for the Blues. Uh, the fact that Queensland still run out there with Matt Scott um, at leading their forward charge. Mm-hmm. He's just a phenomenal player. Um, and the fact that uh, we have Mr. fucking... Robbie Farrell looks like he's buffering all the time. I think Robbie Farrell has fucking been very vocal in the media this week talking about, oh, I'm still the, he's best, the best option. Hooker in, yeah. oh, fucking, that's very gallant-esque, that talk, man. Fucking get over yeah. yourself, mate. Think about the be- what's best for the team, not what's best for your fucking bank balance or you know, your fucking ego, he, son. He looks like a fucking video you put on when you've got dial-up fucking internet and it sort of starts, stops, buffers, starts, stops, buffers. <laughs> Every time he's a dummy half, he picks the ball up, stops, starts, full speed, Full around. speed, play the ball, stops, it's, looks around. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, fucking schnitzel. Um, Look, I'd like to see New South Wales win just for the sake of the kids. The yep. next generation. Yep, definitely. Generational change is approaching, uh, and you want to start on the right foot. <laughs> I think if it comes down to the wire, though, and and, and it's in a position where where Smith, Cronk, and, and Thurston can really control the game, mm-hmm. they'll do so. Yep. Uh, and and really, really put this sword through us for the whole series. Yep. And get rid of Loz. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Fuck off, Laurie Daly, and any any chance of him coming back to coach again after his colossal fucking selection fuck-ups. Yep. And his bullshit, everyone deserves a swan song. Yep. Except the people I've dropped. They don't deserve swan songs, but these people do deserve swan songs. Yep. Um, Lady Dara, I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. Okay, Friday Night Football, obviously short and origin, affected short and round this week. Uh, the Eels take on the Roosters at uh, Pertec Friday night. Um... Based on what I saw last week, I think the Roosters will win this game, not having a, a whole bunch of yeah, and I mean, like, disruptions. Guerra is a loss for them, but Ferguson certainly isn't. I mean, he's been he's, he's been absolutely diabolical at club level, explosion level, like especially in defense. who fucking selects him other than the fact that some for some fucking magical reason he'd been ordained as an Origin player years ago, and and. And then, therefore, he's kind of like available and, and not was, injured, so you sort of got to pick him. It was and in that time where all a player had to do to get into the the origin speak was have a similar body shape, like that that big, long, big yeah. wingspan, lanky, potential yep. high jump. Yeah. When Izzy Falau was dominating. Yep. And yep. as soon as anyone had that body shape. Yep. Then, and that's how Tupu got his fucking origin jersey. Um, yeah. But no, uh, Black Ferguson's not a big loss. I think the Roosters. Yeah, and I mean for for, for the Eels, uh, you know, you got Manor and Takarangi returning. Jeff Robson in the halves with Smooth Corey makes his uh, his first appearance for the club since uh, well years. When, when did he leave? I leave him probably two thousand twelve, eleven. Mm-hmm. So look, um, and they of course lose Jennings, who inexplicably was selected for Origin as well. Um, look, I think the Roosters showed enough to to say to me that they probably could do it but the thing is the Eels they are still playing you know they're still playing hard and yeah. the, and the Roosters are definitely not the Sharks so not. I mean if the Eels could race out to 18-0 they'll go on with it against these guys for sure 
Uh, and with the steadying experience influence of Jeff Robson at the helm, fucking Mr. Dependable, Mr. Reliable. The only way he's of any value in that game. 2009 Premiership saviour of the side. Got him to the grand final. What, you time, know. Is what time is it going? Uh, 7.50. Okay, so it's a nine. So 8.20. The only fucking way he's of any use is if he rubs some fucking turtle wax on his dome and he <laughs> shines the light from his head into kicker's eyes. Into Daniel Tupo. <laughs> in, into Mitchell Pierce yeah. as he's trying to fucking look where he's kicking and they will go out on the full. That's yep. the only value he brings to that team. Doggies take on the Tigers Saturday night. ANZ Stadium. Well, Eastwood back for the Doggies. Eastwood back. Josh Jackson, they lose, who's, who's, who's fantastic in origin level. Yep. Then they lose. Clemmer, then, yeah, that's that's another loss for sure. And that's the thing. In, in that team, though, you look across that, they're losing two origin quality forwards. Yep. That forward pack still contains Graham, Ennis, Cassiano. They're, yep. They're, Salad. They're, they're a fucking very, very deep forward yep. pack. Yep. Um, very contrasting, very much contrasting styles of play. Yeah. Whereas the the Bulldogs are, are a strength rolling machine, the the Tigers are a, more based on on speed. No, they're they're a Tedesco fueled machine, and he's not there because of Origin. Yeah. He's the not. other thing is Jordan Rankin went to fullback, and I saw a tweet today from someone saying that he's like rolled his ankle at training and in doubt. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Look, without without Tedesco, there's you know a good kicking game will have him fucked. But they're playing the Bulldogs, and what's yeah. their kicking game been yeah. like for the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's true. Well, the, yeah, I think that over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been impressed. The Tigers have had some potency other than Tedesco. Like he obviously scored some very, very good tries against Penrith, and and sparked. But he's the one to spark. I mean, he was spark. He'll spark them though. That's the thing. But the, like he's the, got to take the first step. The potential's still there for your Naguamas and those guys to put points on. And you remember at the beginning of the year when they didn't have Teddy there, those guys really sort of came into their own. Um. I think it's a good opportunity for them to stand up if they're ever going to do it. And I think West's are a chance of taking this one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Panthers take on the Sharks out of the muddy puddle Sunday afternoon, the Channel 9 game. It depends. I think at the moment, Panthers think they're playing. Earlier in this episode, this very episode, you said that you thought you were going to lose. Well, that's what I'm saying Despite all now, the origin outs. In a witty, quipful way, that yep. the Panthers think they're playing gridiron and that the field that takes the team, the team that takes the field first, are the offensive team, and then they all just clock off and wait for this defensive team to turn up, yep, and tackle to stop points in. Um, if we have taken a good, long, hard look at ourselves and how Penrith defended, yep, then yep, there are a chance we've got uh, the advantage. Not as much now because Moylan's back in camp. Um, Cardi's still playing in the halves. Uh, however, we uh, we get. The first look at Hardiker. Hopefully. So, what are you going to have as a fullback then? Is Will Smith going to be fullback? He'll probably I, be fullback, right? If it was my team, I would throw Hardiker in there at fullback. Yeah. Simply because that that's his position of choice, and you would then assume that the positional play would be better than average. Yeah. You know, given Super League's a, a different beast. Yeah, and, Will Smith's done it heaps of times though. Yeah, he has. More, you know, um, I'd get injured. And, I'd put him in the halves. Yeah. I'd put Will Smith in the halves. He's, he's filled mm. in there. Getting G um, with it adequately before okay uh, if it was my team it's not um, but if, if there's some respect for defence and respect for holding the fucking ball we're a chance in this one but uh, but if we if we play like we did last week then even an origin depleted Cronulla is going to run all over the top of us yeah hard is a big problem for the Sharkies but um, yeah I guess we'll see how it goes oh, look young Hastings 
What about Hastings? Who's Hastings? Hastings doesn't play for this day. Um, no, fucking... You thought New Brown. What's his name? No, 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 no. Townsend? Uh, Townsend. Townsend and Hastings, I always get fucking confused. Yeah, Town, um, Town, Townsend. It's, he's fine and all, but I mean, he's better with Maloney. Yeah, he's, he, he's like, better with Like, Maloney. much better. Um, I think that he's... He's the sort of player that would that would relish your opportunity. He's one of these new. new if they don't concede things. a lot of points, I think that they, you know, they've got a really good chance of winning the game. Is yeah. it, but, but I don't think that this is, goes back to the uh, the Cronulla sides. You know, with, with you know pre Maloney, where attack was a problem, where their defence was decent, yep. and they could grind it out like a motherfucker. But if a team scored, you know, just even a reasonable he amount of points, they couldn't. Points, yeah, he scored eight points. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, he, he seems to be one of these new breed of kids who, who's not overawed by anything. Yeah, and would relish. Okay, well, okay, it's my show now, and I'll. I'll talk them around. He seems very vocal. Yeah. Um, he, he puts enough effort into fucking slicking the the brill cream in his hair. Yeah. Before the game every week. So. Yep. And uh, shout out Kurt Capewell makes his uh, first appearance for the club, I believe. Canberra Raiders take on the Cowboys Monday night foot bitch down there in cold ass Canberra on Monday night. Fuck that for a location. Um, okay, the Cowboys, the the halves, cost Jason. And yep. Ray Thompson. Otherwise, wow. you know, they got they take a hit to the forwards as well, but Ben Hannon and Scott Bolton starting isn't exactly fucking... <laughs> like, yeah, they're not Bolton. chumps either. I mean, like Bolton's been around, you know, he's been good for that team for, been for a while. very good, especially this year. Yeah. When you, when you look at that forward pack, yeah. Ben Hannon is the, the weak spot. And not the weak spot by any great... Just expends too much energy. He's telling your um, fucking kids and wives. <laughs> He's just got to get his private life fucking settled down a bit. Too much time manually washing the magic underwear. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's not get him confused with Amish, though. <laughs> Working the fields. No, the Mormons have magic yeah. underwear. Yeah, yeah, they got the magic underwear, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're talking about the manually washing thing, and I was like, well, what? yeah, they're not like Amish Mormons. Oh, God, so, like, no, I, I just assume <laughs> if you had magic underwear, you wouldn't just be throwing them in with the lights and darks. You'd be very fucking delicate. If it's magic underwear, it doesn't matter what you fucking throw it in with, right? Huh. It's magic, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's not the magic. Shit probably doesn't even need to wash it. It's self-washes. <laughs> I know stories of Twill Nation members whose magic things could not be washed in washing machines. Um, yeah, look, for, for Canberra, a, a very fortuitous time to, to cop the Cowboys. Um, yeah. And I think at home, on a Monday night, if cold is an advantage, then it's going to be an advantage over the team from the tropics more than... Than most others, and Canberra's only changes. I mean, and like Papali would have been playing for Queensland. However, he's injured, so it's like it's really, it's it's uh, it's yeah. not much difference for those guys. It's at home, and it's and it's definitely now that shitty time of year where it sucks to play Canberra in Canberra and with a bunch of guys out of position. That yep. that's the sort of defence that Blake Austin would be really looking forward to playing. I, I think he's going to have a very strong running game on the bench for the Cowboys. I know nothing about the player, but Josh Chudley. There's a name. That's a Chudley. Wow. It's a very evocative name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the Raiders got it. He sounds, and, uh, sounds like a porno actor. Yeah, I, Ex- I, exclusively in movies for guys. It just it seems like, Yeah, I don't know. Just he seems like the the he seems like the sidekick that doesn't get laid in like a teenage comedy romantic comedy or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the best friend of the fucking of the handsome guy. It's, it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, basically Jonah exactly. And now that's who I imagine he that's who he looks like. Jonah I need, Hill. I need to see Jonah Hill running out. <laughs> 
and like we're not talking about like you know like when he got skinny like for a couple of movies 20, there we're talking like two jumps yeah <laughs> you just got Channing Tatum jealous yeah exactly uh, and of course Broncos <laughs> Mighty Manly Sea Eagles the Storm Gold Coast Titans Knights Dragons Rabbits and Warriors all with buys That is full time of episode 229. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League or also on Facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So hit the like button, share the posts, all that good shit. Um, iTunes, we love reviews, and we got one from our mate Ben R47 Eels. Best league podcast ever, five stars. If you love league, he has trouble spelling the word league. I'm, I'm just going to say, mate, I mean, it's not a typo when you do it a couple of times in a row. If you love league just as much as I do and don't have anyone to talk about it, you've come to the right place. Nate and Jay are funny and make me laugh so much. They've helped me out so much from answering my questions to just being someone to talk to about the NRL. Unlike other podcasts, they don't have Greenberg in their ears, so they say what needs to be said. They're great guys, so join Twill Nation and become an X Factor today. That's a You're great doing review. so fucking well. That's a great. That's you were a great doing review. So well to that last line. That's this. It's an excellent review. I loved it. Fuck. I wouldn't have changed a thing. But to my point last week, Tool Nation have got X Factor out of their system. Yeah, except you? there was like about half an hour of this week in X Factor this week <laughs> at the start of the show. Fuck, you got a short memory, Dory. <laughs> no, no. I said that they're over it, and there's going to be no more X Factor reviews. And you said that. Oh, you've you've called it out now. They'll be on there fucking X Factoring the reviews. No. I just would like system. I'd just like to say that iTunes does have a process where they don't re- put them on the site instantly perhaps it could be a delayed reaction next week is going to be a shit ton no there is definitely there is an approval and vetting process no. a moderation process for the no. reviews and so you haven't seen the full no. full juggernaut that's going to hit you let me just go and rummage through your kitchen to see if I can get you any more straws for you to clutch at a curly uh, one maybe um <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, if if you are, you know, if you don't want to see the demise of X Factor, then by all means, you've got plenty of time to just bombard Jay for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, Supercoach at the moment, the Wendells, NZ underscore Magpie fifty four, the Pool Sharks, Ram and Robbo, who's dropped a couple of spots, Silver Foxes, Bobbers, Too Much Tuners, Far Q, all Fijian Eels and Dave's Doggies are the top ten. Tipping Lemon takes the lead, uh, tied with David Kingston and Desi's Ducks. Whitey has dropped back one position, or one point, I should say, to fourth. Uh, then we followed up with uh, JB, Bulldog Wixie, Pud99, Axe is on, SNS Marla and Noughts. So we're looking at five points from top to tenth. And so that's actually, I think it's shrunk up a little bit. I think it got like seven or eight the other week, so that's good. Um, and that's it. you got to get out of here. I you got a, you got a conference call. So let's end it there. Talk to you guys See next week. See you next week. week.